night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from the garage. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my chef's escapes. Fuck It's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the barrage. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. I am sorry about all the swearing there. We have a... <laughs> The children's act in here. Why is it? Oh, oh there we go. Is that funny that, that my the effects were on there? I like, I like just love opening with the effects. Hello. Hello. You're listening to Dr. Demento. Hi, everybody. Hi everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us. We're back live from the barrage here on Radio Nope. We thank Tree Voigt and his uh, terrific show, Preemptive Strike, which preempts this That's show, right. <laughs> coincidentally enough. I didn't get to hear it. Am I up? Here we go. Yeah. I didn't get to hear it, but apparently he did a tribute to Big Boys today. Oh, yeah? Which I love Big Boys, so... There you go. Can isolate that? Word up to Tree Voight. We are happy to I gotta admit, it's a hell of a plug that every time we open the show and mention this preemptive strike, we're like, well, I haven't heard it, but I've heard it's fabulous. (laughs) I have a valid excuse. I was at a wake today. Tree Voight's preemptive strike. Way to uh, open up on an up-note Brian musical. Well, he was a positive person, and he'd been ill. He he cheated death for a long, long time. Who died? Who died? Our drummer's father, uh, Arturo Martinez. Oh, well, who, geez, sorry, who is, man. yeah, yeah, but uh, he, yeah, he lived a long, long time, and he was diagnosed as being terminal about three, three and a half, four years ago. Oh, so he stretched so, it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. okay. That's not too bad. Well, that's yeah. a show, everybody. Um, thanks for <laughs> tuning in. I was going to say, that'd be, be, that'd be better with an effect. <laughs> um, we're, we're happy Escaping death. today because uh, we have a band in called Playdate. Who yeah. Are, uh, mm-hmm. Actually, the funniest thing is they're, they're, they're the third, if you could believe it or not, the third husband and wife musical duo we've had oh, played yes. live in the garage. Crazy. <laughs> that's nuts. So we have Shante and um, Greg. How are you guys? Hi. Hi. How are you guys? Great. It's crazy in here, guys. It's so crazy. <laughs> no, it's it's crazy to be here. You guys Thanks are maniacs. What do you, what um, do you guys think of this place? Play date. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Let me describe it to you. It's a I cross don't have to between the, show. the Continental CBGBs <laughs> and uh, somebody's work works work uh, space. Right. Somebody's garage. <laughs> somebody's garage. It is. There's like a you know a, a, a lawnmower hanging up, and then there's like Tommy Rockstar. And then there's like a band Woo! next to that. <clears throat> yep. So uh, we're happy to have Playdate in. Playdate is a musical group, and you guys, uh, you guys play for kids, right? We Basically. do. We do, and we're kind of play for parents, right? So we're trying to, you know, make some good music for parents and good for kids, but mostly so parents will be like, "Wow, this music's actually pretty good. I want to play it for my kids and right. listen to it with them." I hey. was checking some of the stuff out earlier, and it's uh, it's really good. I I can enjoy it because you know, as a rock fan, you can you can kind of be at the kids' party and listen to this music and and be like, wow, this doesn't suck. That's right. what was our goal. <laughs> That's the aim. That's the goal. That's the aim. Some of you, some of the audience, you might remember Greg from his uh, band, uh, Bouncing Souls. A little what a band. Woo! Small Thanks, band out of uh, out of uh, Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Rhode Island. From the West Coast, right? West Coast, yeah. They're L- yeah. L.A. guys. Really cool dude. You, you can't. It's hard to get in touch with them. Well, actually, speaking of West Coast, you guys, uh, even though the Bouncing Souls and whatnot, it's all New Jersey 
uh, uh, acts, but the, you guys are actually from living in Idaho, aren't you? Shanti and I live in Idaho now, yes. Are you on tour right now? We're on tour at our my old home. So I, nice. it's still home here, <laughs> and we have a home in Idaho, too. So yeah, we're doing like a week and a half. We played on Long Island. We played in Brooklyn at the Carroll Gardens Library earlier today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. We played in Jersey yesterday yeah. at an elementary school. Where, where, we rocked them. Where were we you? melted some faces. <laughs> uh, you played at a, like a public elementary school? We did. Wow. Where was that? How do you get that gig? Uh, Emerson. Emerson. Oh. Yeah. In Emerson, yep. Yeah, how do you guys go about getting these gigs at, at these schools? Do you talk to like the principal directly, or do they have booking agents at elementary schools now, or what? It's like every which way you can imagine. Usually it's someone in the school that's like, we love this band, we want to bring them to the school, mm-hmm. and then... They figure out how to do it. Yeah, it's not usually easy. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, that's kind of the way... Uh... Patrick, your friend and, and mine, Derek uh, Vokens, brought like the uh, New York Islanders to school. Did he? <laughs> his, do- his daughter's school, yeah. That's if, yeah. if you get a kid who wants it bad enough, they're like, who who, who could say no? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> not turning down no 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the audience, these guys are set up live to play live in the studio. This is going to be fun. Amplifiers, yeah. ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Amplifiers and engineer Pat Walsh is on the, uh, is on the, the behind the board. It's going to be say. sick. It's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah. We might have to bring our... Playdate for stoners set. <laughs> works for us. I don't know what you're talking about, my friend. I never smoked that stuff. I uh, and kids, if you're listening, I know there's a lot of children listening today. You stay away from those drugs. Playdate's gonna get dark. Stuff. <laughs> After hours. What is the age group you guys usually like play to? Do you, do you have uh, a two to eight? Two to eight. They right. think we're pretty cool. Right. Two to Sounds eight. like a Parker Brothers board game. D- depending yeah. on where we are, you know. The over eight, sometimes they're like into it, and sometimes they're way too cool already. Right, right. jaded. I was exactly. Gonna, yeah. Jaded at eight. Right. Yeah. I was going to tell my, uh, ask my son to come out. I'm like, oh, you want to see a band, you know, for kids? And but he's uh, he's at his job delivering pizzas. <laughs> right, 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 right. Your son delivers pizzas already? Yeah. No, he's 12. Oh, I'm just. Okay. It's a joke about the, how my kids are too old. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's wrong with yeah. you, Tom? Well, that was the best job I ever had. I delivered pizzas in Long Island. It was, was the best. That yeah, was exactly. the best job you ever had. Yeah. Best Beautiful compliment thing. was from like a 13 year old girl who was like, you know, my friends and I, we actually think Playdate is still pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that was big. That is cool. Yeah. That is yeah. a good one. Do you uh, do you feel like I watch some of the videos and stuff and everything's it, they're really good. Do you ever feel like goofy like dancing around like in front of the camera and stuff like for kids? Do you ever feel like a uh, or at first you know what I'm saying? Like I, that I wasn't was, a real question. But. Yeah, at, f- at first I was a little self-conscious, but it's kind of cool. It's it's kind of like, you know, I've kind of cut loose and like whatever, you know, who cares? Yeah. Let's have and fun. I feel like it's always something we're just kind of like it uh, embracing the moment and being silly naturally, I don't think we're ever really trying to put it on. No. We're pretty goofy. Right. I it, was going to say, like, you guys are some of the sweetest anyway. people I know, and it's not like Lars Fredrickson up there, like, you know, with a, with a Liberty <laughs> Spikes kind it's of car. Although that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talk, talk to... Di- I, see, I remember when my kids were, were kids, like, you know, between two and eight or whatever, like, uh, Dan Zane was the big uh, oh, yeah. kids guy. Who was a, what was yeah. the, he was in Del Fuego's, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he became this really super successful successful kids musician is mm-hmm. that kind of like your your goal is it super successful is always good yeah yeah um we're doing pretty well we're enjoying it and it keeps growing and like i said it's like it's a whole new level of sharing music honestly it's pretty awesome like the kids you know you're, a lot of times you're are we're the first live music experience for them and they're you're really blowing their mind right yeah, that's a big deal it's pretty awesome it is a yeah. big deal and you don't have to deal with like uh you know 
jerk sound men and uh, you know <laughs> somebody's they, spilling a beer on you and do stuff. They, do they heckle? <laughs> yeah. These yeah. two would have if they were like eight. Yeah. Well, well what's cool is Turn it up. Yeah. yeah. Some fucking fog hat. <laughs> <laughs> Slow ride. It's a different kind of heckle, but yes. It's the whole th- right. different thing. Like if you heckle. call them out, like some kids like he wants to tell you about what he did with his grandmother yesterday. <laughs> so it's a whole different version of heckling. He's like, me and my grandma, we did this, and we were there. You're like and, to... and he keeps talking, and you're like, we got to move on, kid. <laughs> hey, kid, book your own gig, all right? It's funny, because I've seen Greg do that with like actual like you know, an 18-year-old bouncing soul fans, and now you have to yeah. do that like eight-year-old. I mean, we have made comparisons with you know playing to drunk 30-year-olds or three-year-olds. Like In some ways, they're yeah. pretty similar. <laughs> yes, it's They're like... the same monster. Right. Kind of. <laughs> it's like Parker Brothers, where they say it's from ages three to right, thirty-three. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Ages three to thirty-three. Well, I'm out of that age group, but I like it. I, I'm still enjoying it. At forty-one, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. But what are the big differences between like touring with a rock band and uh, and playing for these? Well, you're done by the afternoon, right? right. Which is really nice. You go get dinner. We have the whole day. The hours are great. Uh, yeah, the hours are great. I'm uh, with my wife. Not a bunch of smelly dudes in a van. <laughs> Eating combos and He's passing wind. He's the smelly dude in the van. I'm the smelly dude in the van. Have you guys ever... In, uh, enjoy. Have you guys ever double, double booked, meaning doing a play date gig in the day and then, let's say like a Souls gig at night? We've talked about it a lot, but right. it just hasn't ever it hasn't fallen yet. together. Right. Tommy calls it the souls because he's a, he's hip. He's a, he abbreviates <laughs> it. He doesn't need to say the whole name. Tommy's trying. To, Tommy's trying to uh, pitch, the souls. He's trying to pitch a fish out of water comedy where you guys mix up and <laughs> accidentally play bouncing souls for the kids. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. What'll he do? Oh, well, actually, speaking of which, have you ever done that? You haven't played a soul song for a play date, have you? We haven't, but we've had a request for. East Coast Boohoo. Oh my God! So I don't know if you guys know that Bouncing Souls have a song called East Coast Fuck You, and that yeah. would be a perfect swap. At, well, what about like a song mm-hmm. with the pizza song? That could work, something like that. Oh, do you have a song about there, pizza? There's a few. Delicious. Yeah, the, the oh, Souls yeah. do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that work? Yeah, we also have a song called We Love Fun. Yeah, which would yeah. also oh, that work. That would be a great. One. Fit right into. I mean, the I know it's obviously right. two different things. I'm just curious if it ever like cross streams. You know? It hasn't yet. Yeah, yeah. but That's it fun. could be a fun thing to do. That'd be pretty bad. Hey man, I have a, I, I'm trying to make a pizza t- television show. If I could, uh, hey man, I want to use your pizza song. Let us know, man. Right, I'll, I'll I'll talk to you off the air. All right. <laughs> yeah, John's doing his. Uh... I do. I'm not making a joke. Yeah. I need pizza themed music. God damn. Yeah, we'll play right. for later. Bounce we got pizza a couple. Song. We have right. a couple of pizza mentions. Tom will be chiseling you for t-shirt orders yeah. later. God. <laughs> pizza almost killed me when I was walking. How, in. how long? <laughs> how long have you guys been married? I'm not supposed to say anymore. Oh, okay, you don't have. Uh, uh, how long have you been in the car together? Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm telling you, I, I get in the car with my wife, and we're fighting before we hit the out of the driveway, <laughs> out of the driveway, and I hate it. It's just it, for some reason, it's like you get in the car, mm-hmm. and neither of us could do anything right. Yeah, and you just, it's just a so- horrible experience for everyone. I'm nervous when I'm space. when I'm not yeah. driving. I think we're always gonna crash. When she's when I'm when I am driving, I'm always going the wrong way. It's just a it's it's like you know like eighty year old people. Everything else, everything you add outside of the car is pretty good. Yeah. Get in that that's car. A good <laughs> thing. That's a good thing. You're doing well then. I think it's time to get you a second car, bud. <laughs> Would you equate being in a band uh, for as many years as you have with uh, with uh, Pete and Brian? Uh, that's almost a marriage too, man. It oh, is. Yeah. No, I've learned a lot. You know, I've, um, and we're like kind of ridiculously brothers beyond mm-hmm. brothers because mm-hmm. we've spent more time together than most n- b- normal brothers spend together. So, yeah, 
It is the same thing. You've you've made a commitment right to each other. Yeah, Greg, that band started what nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Right, and you and you, there's three original members out of four, so that's it's a long, long time, man. It is, and it's like a small miracle. We still like like each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're still kind of a band. Yeah, we still like hanging out. We still like playing music, and we just made a record. Right, that's right. It's coming out this year, right? It's coming out in August. Crazy. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing that. Mm-hmm. It should be great. Thanks, Who, man. Who's putting that out? Rise Records. Okay. Out of Portland. Yeah. They put out our last record. Good. That's not a Chunk Saw thing? Mm-mm. Okay. Do you, ha- do you have yeah. kids? We don't. That's kind of weird. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All this happened. It's I weird tell and you it makes kids. so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Your songs are your kids. Exactly. Yeah, we have lots of them. <laughs> we have lots of nieces and nephews too. <laughs> right. Shout That's out to cool. them. So what right makes you? What too. makes you? Was there one like moment that made you start this this idea of playing kids songs? Or? Yes. I mean, there's a kind of a long story. We'll try to make it short, though. Essentially. Um, you have we to, were we have to fill three more hours. So oh, no. right. We've really got lots to talk slow, about. No, except the long really version. Really slow. <laughs> no, that's right. we got music to get to. Big show. Big show. Um, we were invited to play in our nephew's second grade class like... Uh, over 10 years ago. Yeah, over 10, 10 years, years ago, ago, the day before the last day of school. So the teacher, I guess, found out that we were musicians and they're yeah. like, hey, how about have your aunt and uncle come uh, and sing for us in the class? And we're like, uh, OK, wow. <laughs> we had no plan of, of what we were going to do, but um, we just brought our guitars and almost like just before we walked into the classroom, I'm like, let's write a song with these kids. Yeah, so that's Let's what give we did. them that experience and see how it goes. Let's just wing it. Mm-hmm. Did you have any like uh, you know songs that you started out with that were like failures, like uh, meatball, meatballs and spaghetti? Like this is <laughs> this doesn't work, you know? It's like something really simple and goofy. Like, I do. I'm a big fan yeah. of Ninja Pajamas, by the way. I like your rap, uh, your Thanks, rapping man. in there. <laughs> Thanks. I, 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 actually, my brother's Thanks. friend came over there on their way to the Mets game, and he stopped by in here, and I, I was blasting Ninja Pajamas, uh-huh. and he he was like a hip hop guy, and he did not bat an eye. Like, <laughs> He, he never yes. asked me like, "Hey, what is this? What are you listening to?" It was just like a normal day. Sense, yeah. <laughs> yes, Great. amazing. Well, Success. yeah, that's what's also been fun about Playdate. Like, that's something we had never done, even attempted that type of hip hop song, and we were like, "What is? Can we even call this hip hop? I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. Like, we don't know what to do." Yeah, you did a good job. So that was fun. You know, it was like a real experiment for us. And creatively, it was great. And, you know, I'm glad it passed the, a little hip-hop You got some there. flow, Greg. I, I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. It was <laughs> pretty good. Who would think after all these years? That's funny. So we played in his classroom, and uh, we ended up making up this song where we were including every single kid in the class. Oh. It was kind of a no-fail situation where we're like, okay, if we include every single kid's name in Pandering this classroom, the audience. they're just... Be stoked. They're gonna freak out. Right. It's like a and, fifty-two <laughs> girls type of thing. Yeah. So it was about a fifteen or twenty-minute song. Yeah. <laughs> but by the end, it's the party mix. Yeah. It's but, a, a romper room moment. <laughs> and don't forget the other Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. So they they'd stand up and say their name and then something that they like to do. So we went through the whole class and every kid said that. And by the end, everyone was like helping think of something. It, it was it, was, it, it was all happened pretty quickly, and everyone was shouting out things. Your and fingers were falling off. That's right. <laughs> right. And uh, everyone was standing up, dancing, and just kind of freaking out. And I was like, "This is 
amazing. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah. yeah. It's actually like the ideal audience. Like you've gotten the, 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 the youngest, hippest captive. people possible They're are so two, year, two years old. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're not like, allowed to leave this room without a pass. Yeah. You know, some, somebody's like, hey, you know, my, my, the kids are really into my band. You're like, oh, yeah. Well, the kids are really into my band. They're two. Right. Yeah, yeah. I could see They're that. Three going, years old. I could see that going horribly wrong. Yeah. with an audience. Ground really floor, can't. baby. It goes either way too. Like it's cool because they're not polite. They don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. They're not. Oh well, I paid a ticket. I'm you're supposed stopped. to at least stand here and look like I <laughs> yeah. care. You know what? Great. <laughs> they don't. That's you're on talk the, to me after that's, the gig. Yeah, yeah. That's on the parents. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's cool. You get when you're losing them, they're gone. They're just off. Oh, they're yeah. running off. Right. You're like, okay, what are we doing wrong? They here? are not into this. What's the uh, What's like the craziest place you guys have ever played? The ball pit, bro. See you in the pit. <laughs> See you in the pit. The ball pit. I don't know if it's like the craziest thing or show we've ever played, but we we have to tell them about the story of like the mini mosh pit. And you guys are like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're in really Seattle like at our friend's coffee shop. Yeah. This is we we're early on when we played. A, it was a small show. There's probably maybe thirty kids, and this little kid. He how old do you think he was? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. We start playing. It's a very small space, and. He is dancing, right? He's just like bobbing up and down. He's just a little guy. And everyone, there's a couple of girls around and like a couple of little kids. And he's going around. And he's trying to get them to dance. He's yeah. like, come on. It's not just, dance with me. It's not like just boys fun. Trying to pull him out into the, the, to the pit. You know what I mean? Right. He's, he's got, just feeling he's just it. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> bopping. He's like working up a sweat, right? He's got a Jim Beam and tattoo. Then suddenly he lays down on the floor and puts his, puts his head on his hands and just stares up at us. He takes a rest. And you can see his parents are in the background and they're cracking up. They, yeah, they're, they're, they've never seen their kid in this situation, you know? So And there's nothing they can do about it. Here's where I lost it. Like, So he gets back up and he's like working up a sweat and he's rocking out. He's got one other girl now move, dancing a little bit. He goes and he takes his shirt off. Okay? <laughs> and then he like rolls back to his parents. Showing his plumage. Yeah, he gives his shirt to his mom so and dad. It's a tattoo. It says rock and roll on his back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he's Cracker like... Cracker Jack tattoo. Full chest tattoo. Back, back in the back pit. Back in the pit, you know what I mean? And I could not play and even sing anymore. I couldn't look at him. It was amazing. Yeah. And we were telling this story to a friend of ours too. And uh, he was just like... Man, that just means those guys are born that way. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, those guys you see at punk shows in the yeah, pit, right. those big guys. And that, that, and that kid grew up to be someone we all know. <laughs> it's in his jeans. Gigi Allen. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah. I actually have a, a a Greg taking your shirt off story. Uh, oh, oh my god, yeah. he's gonna kill me if I <laughs> do please, it. Please just allow me this he's one. He's gonna story. kill me if yeah. I tell Go this. Go for uh, it. You know. I mean, his wife's ready. Um, it must have been City Gardens, and Greg is it. Great show. It's early. It's probably like 92, 93. And he takes his shirt off, and his chest hair is carved into the shape of a Superman diamond. Oh, wow. Do you, do you remember this? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Oh. I remember. It's scarred in my brain. I remember. Vague, this. Vaguely. How was that vague for you in, in a timeline? You do that for me, Greg. That stuff, I, I definitely did, you know, block some of that crazy stuff that I did. Uh, well, not no more. I, you know, Greg hates when I bring this up, but a long, long time ago when I first met him, I. Greg, you said the ambush show. <laughs> oh wait, I, 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 you I have it. a terrible yeah. story do about it. Now. Do it. Do it. I'm in the garage. It. I came in here voluntarily. <laughs> Tom, Tommy, when you're done, I have an awful story about Greg too. You go oh, first. Okay. <laughs> no, when, when I first met Greg was uh, at he you guys. My dog. <laughs> you guys remember the uh, the angle in Long Island? In yeah, Mineola? of course. The, yeah. the bouncing halls were playing. It was right next to the ball pit. 
<laughs> You're right. <laughs> hey, Greg, Greg, I don't know, used, used to rock a long Harry Krishna. Yes. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Not like... My- you know, my, my best hairdo. No, it was great. You guys, dude, Brian had the spikes. You guys were totally if killing If Tommy it thinks that. it's good, it was probably not right. a good yeah. Greg, I never Thanks. thought... That. Attitude, baby. I, I honestly never thought to ask this. Was that a Krishna thing or was it just a hairstyle? It wasn't. Okay. It just was a haircut. Because Krishna was, as you know, it was in then. It was. Shelter. Was it? Yeah, yeah, shelter, all that yes. stuff. Yes, yes. certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, the beads. What are you guys talking about? It was like a Krishna no, scene? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big deal. Really? Absolutely. I totally missed out on Oh, yeah. Yeah. Better off. Did the, you miss it, John? The, really? The, yeah, not much. Oh. It was okay. There was a, not we, we call it the Peach Pit because yeah, everybody yeah. would show up wearing peach, and it would be they would rule. Right, like kung fu, full on kung well, fu punch you in the face. People are into it though. They were they weren't fake uh, Hari Krishnas. They mm. were they were for real. They were living oh, the lifestyle. And... Yes, uh, whether they are currently, I have no idea. Baby Gopal. You tell me the guy from the Cro-Mags was doing this. Didn't? He certainly still is. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? John Joseph. Oh, John Joseph. Well, yeah. he's, but he, he's not and so Harry Christian. I just I saw, saw John Joseph in your friend's... It's not, it's not Harley. If that's what you're <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> intimating. Where, where you see John Joseph? I saw John Joseph in your friend's excellent uh, mini-series, uh, um, Jake from Rocks Off. Uh, yeah. He runs for his friend who passed away. He jogs and, and they run, and he was running with John Joseph. And uh, it's pretty entertaining. It's, it's, a, you know, it's good. It's like a three-minute video. Greg's very good friends with Jake, by the way, yeah. too. I that guy, John Jake. Joseph, apparently just does like a thousand push-ups a day and doesn't care. He runs. <laughs> He does it. He does, does a lot of stuff for kids too. Do you know? John? So I can't get down. I do. Yeah, I met. Uh, I love. I love Jakey. I know Jakey really well. Sure. I met John a couple times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are they're connected. Jake to the told hip. you to fuck off on Facebook the other day, Tommy. That he, was did, great. he did. He did. He <laughs> did. He told you. He he said fuck you, Tommy. And then he, actually, he called me then like three hours later to did apologize. He? Yeah, really? He did. Oh, I thought he was right. By the way. Okay. Well, <laughs> did, he, did he take down the post? Tommy, right? Yeah, I did. I did. I was oh, spreading man. lies and rumors about Prince. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> Tommy, t- uh, Tommy Rockstar, MZ, TMZ was reporting. Same shit. Oh, by the way. Anyway, we're getting right. off topic here. Right. Mm-hmm. What the topic is, I don't know. Do you guys want to play? <laughs> you guys want to play a song for us? Yeah. Is that okay with you? Let's do sure. it. Sure. Uh, we set up. Get I our hope, guitars real quick. Yeah. Hopefully, this will work out. I think uh, everything was sounding great during the sound check. And uh, Playdate is going to play live in the you studio for us, everybody. My way. That's cool. By the way, after um, at 9 p.m., we are going to have a another special guest calling in on the phone. His name is Bill Janovitz. Yeah. It's a jam-packed show, John. Oh, yeah. And he is, uh, you, you might recognize him from a little band called uh, Buffalo Tom. Oh, yeah. That's right. Crazy. Uh, a wee band from Boston. Yeah. A wee band from Boston, Massachusetts <laughs> there, Jay. The Holy Boston, shit, kid. B- Bostrons. <laughs> Brian, do you know Bill? Do, do I know Bill? Not beyond Facebook. Okay. Sure. Bill, where are you from, Bill? Massachusetts? Jay says it's a fucking big sea turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what the fuck is that? Greg! Whoops. Greg and Shanti setting up right now, and uh, we're going to make this happen. It's going to it's gonna sound good. Like, you know, every husband and wife duo we've had to sound excellent. <laughs> I think that's the only musical groups we've had were husband and wife duos. That's our that's our prerequisite. That's our new thing. If you're a husband and wife duo and you want to come in and play, give me a call live from the barrage at gmail.com. If we do our bookings down at City Hall. If you're still <laughs> if you if you're still married a month after your appearance, you've you've made it. You've made you it. survived the garage. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we may have made it 15 years, but can we make it through the barrage? <laughs> I don't know. What should we play? Should we play our song about being rad? So here's a song where we tell all the kids. Well, first, we ask the kids. Do they? Does anyone know what the word rad means? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, man. So, we have written a song dedicated to the radness, which is t- the totally awesome coolness in each and every one of you kids out there. <laughs> Big kids, little kids, all kinds of kids. Because we're all rad. I like that. So, this song's called I'm Rad, but we're going to need a little help to get started mm-hmm. from, from our friends here in, so in the So, to garage. start the song so we can all start together, okay. we need your help. Okay. When yeah. I say ready, set, go, right after go. Well, first we got to ask the guys here in the garage, do you guys know how to count to four? Yeah! yeah. Woo! All right. Awesome. That's good. <laughs> All right. When I say ready, set, go, I want everyone to say one, two, three, four, together. We can do that. With everything you've got. Are All you right. ready? Yeah! Are you sure? Yeah! Okay. <laughs> set.
Oh my god. People in the, for getting rad, in the chat box very happy that they hear kids music that doesn't suck. That sounds great. Oh my god, you guys are amazing. Thanks. Great. Thanks. We're trying to, you know, trying to bring the spirit of uh, what's good about rock. You know, you could kind of phone it in, but you're uh, with the harmonies and everything. But you're, you're not. You're doing it everything perfectly. I admire the uh, de- dedication to the craft. <laughs> it's Thanks, fantastic. Man. Thanks. Thank what, uh, you. How many, how many albums do you guys have? We put out our second, second one. <laughs> second one last year. Okay, so it's two. Yeah. Wow. And how, how do we get this music? You can visit iloveplaydate.com. iloveplaydate.com. We could purchase the records on there? Yes, you can find a link to purchase the records. And you have a, uh, they're available digitally? They're, uh, they're available digitally. We also have vinyl. Oh, oh yeah! Which is really fun. That's great. Both records are on, on, a, on a record LP tape? Yes. Amazing. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Actually, Greg, didn't you Do you find people buying the records? We do. And nice. little kids have record players. Oh, that's which, so cool. Like the real record fans have a little record player yeah, for their kid, which is just cute. Didn't you I remember when my son was a toddler, he absolutely blew his mind. The first time he saw a turntable, he was like, but right. where's it Where's it coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. man, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, we love, we, this this show, we love uh, anyone who makes vinyl. We're big and we're way that's into right. it. We're trying awesome. to start them yeah. young, you know? Yeah. 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 Why not? It's fun because you know what? You get you, the, the digital. I don't have to preach to the choir here, but everyone knows that you get a digital tape. It's not the same as getting an LP. You have vinyl tape. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you can you, you could put the record on, of the physical record, and then you sit there and you open it up and you look at the artwork and you read the liner notes, like while you're eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. LP it's tape, digital. better than a CD tape. So much better right. than a tape tape. Yeah. Amen. And digital tape, Amen. you get nothing. You get nothing. Absolutely. You can always the have the experience. Di- the digital tape is going to come with the LP tape, so get the art, get the physical copy, and you will remember that band, and you will, you know, wallow in their uh, either uh, greatness or uh, whackness. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of tapes, uh, which is totally unrelated, didn't you also do a book? We did. We actually did the book before we started doing music, right. and that kind of propelled us into doing the music. And what was the name of the book? It's called I Went for a Walk. That's it. I think I own that book. Nice. <laughs> how, how, how far into it are you, Tom? Uh, getting there, man. <laughs> First couple chapters. <laughs> What's the book about? How'd you write a book? Well, Shanti had written the story, and I was on tour whining about not having anything to, else to do but just sit around and wait, because that's what you do on tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Shanti said, why don't you start illustrating the story I wrote, which I did. And I said, okay, great. And as... It took me a few years, but then finally when it was done, it was like, okay, this is cool. We have a children's book. Yeah, Greg's also an artist, and he does these prints, and he'll release them from time to time for sale on the internet. And, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah? Yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, I like, I really, I like you, did, you did a little series uh, for Asbury Park. You did one of the, the boardwalk, right? Mm-hmm. That was uh, one yeah. of my favorites. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should, I'll send you a link to some of that, Brian. It's really it's yeah, good I, art. I'd love to see it. Uh, do you know- Brian it, is also an illustrator. Oh, thanks. Cool. Not to get off topic. Do you know Pork Chop? I do. Yeah, he- I love his. He's murals a great too. artist. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Oh yeah, you did a mural last summer. On I Stone did. Pony. It won in uh, in the on the Stone Pony in the back. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Little, that was all great. I, I missed it when we went to uh, uh we went to I don't know if we went to ATP in Asbury Park, but they put the mural on the side of uh 
uh, Asbury Lane's there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Porkchop's Pork new Chop. one. Oh, was amazing. that him? Yeah. yeah. yeah that was cool. And yeah, it was gone like yeah. after the event. And that was, I'm like, right. are you freaking kidding me? It there was, was like oh. Shepard Ferry, too. And that yeah, was Shepherd, it was Danzig. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if you guys know this, but Shepard Ferry actually uh, did a Bouncing Souls uh, limited edition poster that I own, which is one of my favorite no. posters. I did yeah. not. I wish I had one of those. You don't have one of those? No. <laughs> I see you. every time. Tommy, give him the poster. Tommy, give it to him. Automatically give it to him. I'm not, I'm totally, give him the poster. I have to. I have yeah. to. <laughs> Tommy, you're now committed. To, you're in poster. I don't. I don't have a poster, but I do have a skateboard. Oh, I have that too. Nice. <laughs> you have a shepherd. Tommy, give him so the skateboard good. too. <laughs> Greg, you have a Shepherd Fairy Bouncing Souls Hell skateboard yeah. deck. Yeah, it's wow. Fun. That's, that's pretty cool, man. Really Is there anything else you can't do? <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> definitely. Find How are you a car Tyler? in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, Rob Santello of Sticks and Stones. It was your merch guy at that time. He sold me that poster. Shanti, oh, wow, that's awesome. Yes. Are you guys making uh, money off this gig or what? <laughs> of this gig tonight? No, not of no. this one. Good question. But like, all, right, all right, so a better question is like, uh, what's more profitable, bouncing souls or this? Wow. <laughs> well, a lot. There's a lot more overhead with the bouncing souls. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Doesn't so add up. Play yeah. squeaking up in the ranks a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So you don't have to like work a key food or something like that. No, we've we've got a we've got a lot of little artistic baskets that you know. That's the way to do. You spread it yeah. around. Yeah, sprinkle in exactly sprinkle. some green. Right. How much money are we talking about? Can I borrow ten dollars? Right. All right, I got ten dollars. <laughs> Even if ten dollars is all I have, you can have it. Aww. Thanks. Aww. Very sweet. Very sweet. Very sweet of you. I don't belong in here, do I? <laughs> no, no, you do. We are, listen. <laughs> we could use more. We are very charitable here. We give out sandwiches to the homeless. We are voting for Bernie Sanders. We are over red. That's right. true. I mm. am in the right place. You are in the right sure. place. And uh, that's right. We're not giving up. <laughs> we're going to California and we're going to crash this thing into the ground, that's baby. That's right, baby. All the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys. Oh, I don't want to make a request if you don't want to play it, but that monster song you were playing before, I'd like to hear that. Let's do it. Let's Can do you it. Do that? And then will you guys help us maybe write a song so we could all like write a song together guys yeah, that noise. Yeah. all right sure. okay we'll, cool we'll, we'll think about you've it. got a uh, <laughs> garage we? full of uh so uh, quote-unquote musicians in here i think we can come should, up with something should we end with the song we all write together should we end with the monster song oh now mm. we need to talk to the band guys oh, here yeah it's your guys, your you guys. It's, it's up you to guys. you it's your call you know you're set better than we, we do. let's end with the song that we write together okay all right let's, all do, right, it. let's do it okay I want everyone out there in uh, radio internet land to imagine yourself as a monster. If you were a monster, how would you dance? Everyone here in the barrage is dancing like monsters right now. I see a zombie monster. I see the stiff arm monster. The jazz hands monster. Jazz hands. Get ready to dance like monsters. Dance like a monster. Make a beat Makes me want to move my feet Then 
and we shuffle side to side. Look out our great big eyes. Dance like a monster. Monster boogie on Creep around and sing along The monster beat goes on and on Do the monster dance till dawn Dance like a monster Dance like a monster Dance like a monster Dance like a monster, like a monster. Let's dance Lots of people on the chat box chiming in. Um, Dance like a monster rules in all caps. Um, that's Carlin Reed. We have uh, nice. tr cool. child services uh, reported. <laughs> uh, that's his nice. handle in the chat box. Child nice. services. Yeah, nice, uh, sir. Classy. Yeah, very good, sir. I will be uh, taking your IP address down, and I'll be at your house tomorrow. How about that, child services? Quote unquote. Nice. Amazing. Dance like a monster is very. Uh, if you don't mind me saying, uh, borrows a little from the B-52s. No. Oh yeah, I like it. I like Thanks. Take that as a compliment. Holy cow, man! That's that, you guys rule. That's <laughs> tremendous. That's pretty intelligent. I don't know what song. to say. I dig it. Thanks. Feel the monster deep inside. I think that's what set child services off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, amazing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sexualize your children's songs. I apologize. Hey, you know, this is Playdate After Dark happening. Playdate After yeah. Dark. Believe me, no All one's going to listen to it. All part of life. I will uh, edit you out of the show if you, if you How want. How they got here. I'm going to ruin the whole business. <laughs> Playdate. Might, well, might as well start driving back to Idaho tonight. Forget Long Island. Or it's over. Playdate for the bad kids. Right. Craig, Only how, after dark do how, we play shows. How many states have you guys played in with it with this with Playdate? That's a good question. Uh, hitting mostly the west and east coast. Right. We haven't really gone in the middle yet. We don't. We, we, we did play Chicago. Chicago. We played. We played Lollapalooza. And Get out of here. Really? We yeah. did. What? And Austin City Limits Music Festival. Amazing. Yeah. Snap. Brian Musicoff wants to know when you're gonna uh, play. If you're gonna play all 52 states. Uh, <laughs> you know, Brian thinks there's like 52 girls. states in the, in the union. The running gag. Well, there's, there's, there's Toronto. <laughs> right. And there's... Guam. Hawaii, part two. What's up? Uh, so no, I forgot. Oh, Tijuana. 
That's right. That counts technically. Yeah, right. So what do you guys, uh, when you say that you want us to write a song with you, how does that work? Okay, so when we're playing our gig, it's really, you know, we, we're there here to inspire imaginations. We're here to inspire creativity. We're here to inspire kids to know that they're, they're, they have no bounds. Yeah. So we say... Maybe we could all write a song together. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Well, we have this idea for a song. It's about colors. Does anybody here like colors? Excellent. Okay, so then we'll all be good writing this song about colors together. Here's the part of the song we have already. It's called the chorus of the song. Tommy, do you know what a chorus is? Yes, sir. Right. It's the part of the song that repeats. It's kind of like the golden nugget in the song, you know, that part you really want to sing over and over. Classic part. Yes. Okay, here's the part we have so far. It goes like this. Colors. We like colors. Colors. We like you. That's it. Colors. We like colors, colors, we like you. Okay, that's our chorus. What do you guys think? Yeah. You guys guys are like pro songwriters, so this is a tough crowd here. Okay, so we all agree we like the chorus. Here's where we need some help. It's on the verses. If we're going to write a song about colors, guys, what color should we start with? Green. Green. What's what's green. what's what's something the color green, guys? What's in John's pocket? I grass. Yeah. Grass. Good. Good. Olives. I don't smoke weed, you grass crazy and people. Olives. Olives. This is definitely no, like the good grass you mow. This is definitely yeah, right. gonna get get play date after dark's gonna be happening right now. <laughs> oregano. That's the second Spinach. time I've been accused. Okay, let's go with oregano. I like that. Oregano. <laughs> For green, we have oregano. What's another color we can sing about, guys? Blue. Blue. What's something the color blue? Sky. The sky. Woo! Great. We have the words for our first verse. Let's try to sing it. Green is the color of oregano. <laughs> blue is the color of the sky. Blue one more time. Blue is the color of the sky. Sing the chorus. Colors. We like colors. Oh, yeah. Colors. We like you. That sounds good. One more time. Colors. We like colors. These guys sing pretty good. Colors. We like you. Woo! Little harmony there. Professionals. I'm loving that first verse, but uh, are there more colors for us to sing about, you guys? Yeah! All right, what's another color we should sing about? Purple! Purple. What's what's the color purple? Prince! Prince! Prince. (laughs) Dedicated to Prince. Okay, let's go with Prince for purple. What's another color we can sing about? Red. Red. What's something the color red? My heart. The blood of my enemies. Your heart? The blood right. of your enemies. <laughs> Tommy's heart. Yeah, yeah. Alright, we got that. Can we do that? I would have accepted so. black. For the second <laughs> verse, we are going for Playdate After Dark with... The 
purple. Prince is purple. purple. Red is the color of my enemy's heart. My enemy's heart. Ooh, that's good. Oh, yeah. It's getting going going dark. Let's do it. We got a little sound, some sound difficulties. Okay, the bass is coming back. The second verse is gonna happen. Ready? Purple first, right? said we're all working on this song together so right. you know what should we do yeah. next buds what do you guys think is this song over are we done oh. no no, no. no. Um, it's not no, bad time yet it's not bad time yet tries to sneak a guitar solo in can here. i do a solo guys yeah. or is that now that's kind of i always get all the kids to go no no solos yeah no solos no solos okay What's another color we can sing about? Black. 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 That's the absence of light, you moron. There we go. There's what black Black. Is. That's the absence of light, you moron. <laughs> good words. This is good. I like the third verse. Okay. What's another color we can sing about? Brown. Yellow. Brown and yellow. Brown let's, and yellow. let's see if we can squeeze it all in. What's something brown? Don't Cam do it. Camel lights. Camel lights are brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What's something yellow? <laughs> <laughs> What's something the color yellow? The sun. The sun. Sun. All right, let's end it with the sun. So, um, I forget already. Black is the color Black. of the absence of <laughs> light. You moron. Comma, you moron. <laughs> I don't know if I can sing anything after that. John, it sounds like a, a, Maybe song, that like a diss song. Maybe that should be the end. <laughs> yeah, that should, should definitely. brown and yellow first. Yeah. Brown and yellow, and we'll finish up with the black. Yeah. That's arranging. All right. Brown, Brown and yellow. Hi. Brown and yellow is the color of camel lights. And the sun. And the sun, right. Okay. Let's try if we can see what we do. Ready? Let's see yep. if we can find the one. <laughs> yeah, let's try to find the one. <laughs> you guys like to count? Because <laughs> we don't. I don't, I don't know where the one is yet. Brown, two, one, two, three, four. Brown and yellow is the color of camel lights and the sun. Black is the absence of color, you moron. Black is the absence of light, you moron. Colors. Colors, colors, we like you. Colors, we like colors. One last time. Colors, 
my Woo! God. That actually could not have worked out better for my radio show. That was perfect. That was Thank a blast. You. Oh, my God. You guys are geniuses. No, you guys are geniuses. You guys are geniuses. Yes. That was the best that thing that ever awesome. happened. That was great. I really enjoyed it. That's great. Thank you guys so much. Let's We've broken it. up another husband and wife duo. That's right. That's I mean... Well, they were on their way anyway, I think Shanti was about to say. After eight hours in the, eight hours in the Mitsubishi, you'll do that. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, that, uh, Playdate, everyone, you can go to iloveplaydate.com and check out all their stuff. Buy their records. They have actual records, vinyl records. I mean, c- come on. I'm buying that's, that record. That's, <laughs> that's better than any band we've ever played on the show. Yeah. And it's kids' music. That's that's not kids music. That's that's real stuff. That's you guys are doing deal. a great job. Yes. Yeah. Big hand. So Thank you. Yeah, okay. Great being here. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Do you have anything you want to uh, plug or say uh, before we go to break? I think we covered everything pretty well. This has been a lot of fun. There's yeah, no one you want to like you. call out. Like uh, you're as a member of the Bouncing Souls, Greg. Do you want to say that uh, you finally you can call out a, 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 the biggest jerk you've ever met in rock and roll, and you hate him? Yeah, is it, you is, know, it, is it Billy Corgan? Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Oh, there you go. All right, thanks, but no Good thanks. Answer. Let's keep it positive here. Thank you, Playdate. <laughs> Great yeah. job. We're gonna. All right. It's actually perfect timing too. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be back with with uh, who are we coming back with? Bill with Bill Janovich. Bill Janovich of Buffalo freaking Tom. Oh my God. What All a right. show! Unbelievable. Yeah. You got. If you guys want to hang around, you can. It's up to you. I yeah. mean, you know, if you're if you got to get moving, that's fine too. Thanks. I think we got to head out to the island. All righty. Yep. All right. So thank, thank you. Thank Stroll you, Playdate. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Shante. And uh, what an amazing performance. So we're, what a treat. We uh, appreciate it. It was so fun. Much. Thank you. That was great. Have a great night, guys. Hopefully, uh, I think thanks, we, we, we'll, we'll sell you like a, a one digital download, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. We'll be back after this, live from the Broad here on Radio Nope. She's so cold to me, always in trouble. You never know why. She has two sides, changes her mind And I just want to get off this ride Step aside, let the storm pass me by When it's good, it's great And we lay side by side up in my arms, everything is alright. Don't wanna kill these good vibes. Still, it happens all the time.
Shine on the same 
like the stars. We all shine, we all shine like the stars. We all shine, we all shine like the stars. We all shine, we all shine like the stars. Live from the Barrage, and as Playdate walks out the door, we're thanking them, and uh, we yeah. th- we thank them very much. That was a, an incredible, incredible performance there. It, it, who, who knew play, it's, it's, play bed, it's bedtime for Playdate? Who knew we were so talented at emulating children? They're off uh, to their next adventure. <laughs> they absolutely ruled us. They had us like, "You guys like to sing?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we do." <laughs> we are the kids. How do they have... know that? <laughs> it was like walking into preschool. Song? You guys are having so much fun. You like to dance like a monster? Well, I don't like to brag, but. Uh, we're all competing over what favorite color. I was dancing like a monster the whole time. It was great. <laughs> like elbowing each other over answers. I felt like a kid again, except without the mo- molestation. It was a, it was a slosh <laughs> pit. So oh, why am I laughing that's at that? Brian goes, that's not funny. <laughs> why am I laughing at that? Ah, it's all good. Don't worry about it, Brian. I will be molesting you later. No. What I did could, Mario I could, say? I can only be so lucky. <laughs> I, I got sanitized myself this morning. <laughs> 
Mario came in with all these tchotchkes from I a dumpster. I always play with sticks. <laughs> I got sodomized myself yesterday. <laughs> Hello, Mario. How are you? Wow, that was fun. I'm glad I came early because I love live music here at the Barrage. That you guys fun. were like kids in a candy store. Oh, oh it was great. Wow, that was so much fun. It was great. They, you know, I love I, every, all three married musical duos have come in here have been complete, completely pro. Like, so pro. Everybody sounded great. Mm -hmm. I like when people come in there prepared. Not some jadrul, like, where I I plug in. Nobody asks questions. They're just all plugged in. They're ready to go. It was great. They know what they're doing. The pro. In uh, just a couple minutes, hopefully, we'll have a... Oh, how about right now? Right on cue, Billy. Hey, Bill? Yes, Bill. Yay! It's John from Live from the Barrage. Thanks a lot for calling. Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, we welcome Bill Janovitz from uh, Buffalo Tom fame and of a million other things. He's an author. Oh, Did I interrupt the show? Right? No, no, just like that. <laughs> We've been waiting for you, sir. You're you right. Are, you are the show. You're right. Yeah. Right on time. <laughs> right on time, Bill. Thanks for calling in. Um, Bill, uh, thanks for having me. Bill is an author. He was. Uh, he's in Buffalo Tom. There's still a band, I believe. They play. Uh, you guys play once a year now at the Paradise Rock Club in Boston, right? Like you do a once a year gig, and that's it, right? Yeah, sort of. I mean, it, not by not by design, but we we try we try to. Well, we, what happens is we realize we haven't played in a while. We're like you know, we have to play at least once a year. Otherwise, we're not really a band. Last year, we did a couple of shows up at. Uh, I think we did two shows at the Sinclair, which is in Harvard Square, a newer yeah, place I'm run right. by the Bowery Presents guys. But um, yeah, we sort of alternated with the Paradise, and, and then that's what we're doing this year. Right, and that's uh, actually, uh, I don't mean to get too pluggy here, but that's Saturday, June 11th. You can go see uh, Buffalo Tom in Boston. Boston, Massachusetts. You got you, Bill, you're a Boston native? No, no, I actually, you know, I was born probably right not far from where you Huntington, guys are. I was Huntington, Huntington, Florida Park. Florida Park, and, so on the Queens yeah. side or the Long Island side? Uh, no, in Queens. I, well, I, I was actually born in Hempstead Hospital, raised uh, in Huntington, New York, but my parents lived in Floral Park a little while while I was a... Uh, if you're thinking, an infant, but uh, I grew up in Huntington until I was about 16. If you're thinking about moving back to Floral Park, my mother's a real estate agent. I can get you a good deal. <laughs> Wait, well, you know, I'm, I'm in real estate in, in Massachusetts as well. So. Uh, <laughs> he, he, like, crushingly, crushingly uh, successful. Do multiple, multiple listing. <laughs> do, you, do you have one of those business, business cards with your face on it and all that stuff over there? Oh no no I I I stopped short of like the uh, the the park bench and that sort of thing. No, I specialize in, in mid-century modern stuff up around here. But oh. yeah, it's like you know I got out of college in '89 and um, was in a band for ten years and uh, well more than that. I've been in a band for a long time. But in, in like 1999, it was going to be the time where I was like, well, what else are we going to do here, boys? Uh, the music industry's imploding around us. We're having kids, <laughs> and uh, my resume said. Rock band for ten years, so it's uh, there weren't many many options, but real estate was one of them. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I never thought about that. If you're in a like a band that's uh, that's pretty successful and that's how you're making your living, that when you get out of it, there's nothing to put on your resume, and people are like, "What the hell have you been doing?" I never thought about that. I'm glad I wasn't in a successful rock band. I did it, yeah, I did I mean, it the other way. It's an interesting topic for me. You know, I was listening to when I, when I when you guys invited me on. Um, I, I did, you know, uh, Brian had sent me some links, and I, I was checking out the Eric Bachman show a little bit, and I was, I was, I, sorry, I was interested, I was listening with interest to see how people that you know didn't hit hit the lottery, so to speak, with with, with rock bands. Like we were a real working class band, we we, we did really well, uh, mm-hmm. but we never had that record that just said, okay, now we can go buy 
surfer shacks in, in Honolulu or whatever <laughs> that, that right there tells you I don't know my, my surfer shack. Well, Bill, I know, <laughs> realtor, I know a realtor in Honolulu. Uh, Does, uh, but, do you think, when you were listening to the Bachman episode, do you feel like uh, Arches of Loaf is a band that was, uh, you know, on par with you, uh, you know, in that level of success-wise, like never, like, really just, uh, you know, b- b- banged it, banged a big hit out of but uh, you know it's not really true you guys kind of had a hit yeah i mean i I would say we probably did a little bit better but i mean there's you know there's sort of like back then and let's say the golden age of the album from like 70s to through the 90s you know if you made it in america in, in sort of a big way you you were set you know you'd sell millions you know so the difference between I think there's a greater difference between us and like, you know, Hootie and the Bowfish or somebody who made it, never mind musically, but like guys that just sort of hit it out of the park or like, you know, uh, Nirvana for maybe a, a more, uh, a more kind of, uh, uh, appropriate example, uh, bands that sort of came from our scene and went on to like huge things. There's way more in common with us and like Archers a little, but somehow we found the middle ground where, where, as I said, you know, if we had stayed on the road, we certainly could have made a, a a fine, comfortable middle class living, but you know, we wanted to have kids, and we didn't want to be away from from home for what it would take to live that life. You know, which is basically six months at least on the road. Right. Well, I'll, I'll ask you the same question. I, I'm sure I asked him. Do you have the any when when you're that age? Not now, but do you? But back then, do you have resentment towards the band like Nirvana? And now, do you have regret as an older gentleman, as a, as an adult? Uh, I don't. I didn't have any resentment towards a band like Nirvana. Um, now, were there other bands <laughs> that yeah. kind of came in the wake of Nirvana? Like, like S- Silver Chair know, or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to say that I'm above it all, but I mean, I can't say that I burned with any sort of resentment, but I mean, I, I, did, I did look around and go, really? You know, like that band or that band? But, you know, uh, we, we've been around for so long. So, I mean, people are going to fly into the show from literally around the world. That's an amazing uh, that feeling. playing in June. And... I don't know how many bands that even sort of had a hit during those years that didn't continue. I'm not saying one-hit wonders, but maybe maybe bands that didn't have big, long careers like Pearl Jam or whatever. Uh, I don't know how many bands could say that same thing. There probably are some, for sure. Yeah. But um, I, I don't I don't live life reg- regretting or resenting, which doesn't say I'm, I, I haven't had those thoughts. Like, I mean, I, I'm 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 going to be 50 in June, and there's times where I'm like, geez, how do bands do it? You know, like how did how did Wilco keep going, and how did they sort of balance it all? And I'm not sure that everybody does balance it all. I think things get out of balance, and you have to sort of set your priorities. And I think that, I think that maybe we were a bit bourgeois that way. <laughs> we said, right. "Well, I don't think we want to go out there and, and hate each other for six months." And stuff yeah. Yeah, that's what it would definitely be. When you say like you, you wonder how a band like Wilco do it. Do you ever see that documentary? <laughs> it's pretty rough. You know? <laughs> That's yeah, actually, you know, I gotta say, when that documentary came out, I didn't go see it, and I still haven't seen it. I, I, I would see it now, but there are plenty of books and that sort of thing that I felt were too close to home. Right. That it took me a real long time uh, to 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 like. I, I didn't read any memoirs from people of our uh, like of our contemporaries until recently. Like I read Dean Larams from from mm-hmm. Luna and Galaxy Five Hundred and and Kristen Hirsch's. But I mean, it took me a while to get to those because. It's sort of like uh, you know. I used to I used to watch. I used to use the analogy that you know, let's say you work in an office and it's a certain kind of office. 
And then this got, this whole analogy, by the way, got blown out of the way when, when, when shows like The Office were big hits. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, like, do you really want to go home and watch something about similar to the place that you work and see all those same conflicts? And I guess people do, but I, I didn't want to see it. Like, I, I, I remember watching a bit of that Radiohead documentary, uh, Meeting People is Easy, and, and I was still sort of in the throes of Buffalo Tom's career. And I just thought, man, if a band like that's so huge, if they're that miserable, I can't, there's no hope for us. Right, right. Know? And also there's the thing that, um, I don't know if you find this true, that, uh, you know, uh, uh, if it's if someone wrote a book or someone write or, or does a documentary, it's like these are your contemporaries, people you may know personally, and you're like, well, I'm not going to watch this because it's just going to make me mad that they're being misrepresented or something because I know, like, this dude personally, you know, and um, he's my friend or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, not so much that, because a documentary is sort of just showing, like, a, especially if it's like a verite type thing where it's just a fly on the wall, then, I mean, it is what it is, unless somebody messed with the editing. But no, I wasn't so much that. It was more like, I don't want to, I, I just want to sort of distance myself from the whole thing for a while, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and enjoy other aspects of life. I don't really want to hear somebody else's perspective of, the same touring circuit we were on. I mean, I did really enjoy at the time reading uh, Azarad's book about our yeah. to be alive because yeah. that was that was sort of very much about the time we got going. Very much the the, the immediate predecessors and some people that were still sort of contemporaries of ours, but but it was really about the people that were just slightly older than us that really paved the way for the very very like hyper granular specific circuit that we were on right were you a big uh minuteman guy and stuff did you enjoy those uh, replacements guy you, might, you guys must be replacements yeah. fans right yeah it was, I, I, you know I, I to this day i still try to um enjoy the minutemen as much as some of my friends and people i really respect and i and i, and I do uh but I, the stuff i enjoy more than the minutemen at that time was you know the records i was really into were who's could do the replacements uh, Mission of Burma and right. you know that uh, and Dinosaur Junior, of course, who are like friends up at UMass, and uh, so that kind of stuff was um, it was more of the melodic stuff than the sort of um, uh, angular, funky stuff. Although I like a lot of that stuff too, but but not so much. And then I, I, I to this day I feel bad saying like, I, I don't I didn't I never quite became like no. the double nickels of a dime Listen, guy. That was the right. guy. Uh, Bill, I don't mean to inter interrupt you. You should not feel bad at all. I didn't. Uh, you know, appreciate the Minutemen until later in life. I was always into the same kind of like the the bands that you just described, and uh, I'll add Sebado to that list. And um, you know, Minutemen was like uh, the, on the on the first listen, I'm like, ah, I don't think this is for me. And then on like the second listen, I'm like, wow, this is really good. And on the fifth listen, I'm like, this is the best band ever. You know, so you shouldn't feel bad about not being <laughs> the Minutemen are an acquired taste. And uh, no, yeah, no, and, and, and exactly. But it's uh, you know, I mean, as I've gotten older, I've acquired tastes that I never thought I would acquire. But I, right. I do keep going <laughs> back to things that people tell me. You know, you know, Joni Mitchell, for example. I, I'm, I'm. It's only in like the last few weeks that I can even listen to a whole Joni Mitchell record from start to finish, but uh, sometimes you just need that little back door, but I mean, the records that that mean something to somebody at a certain time, it really is almost as much about them, the audience, and the zeitgeist as it is about the band, like, you know, Zen Arcade, the Who's For Do record, and, and Let It Let It uh, Be, the, the replacement record, those came out at such a crucial point in my Life and upbringing it looks like everybody else. Just I'm sure, like, like I'm sure you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, Patrick, and how old are you when Let It Be comes out? Uh, Let It Be came out. I think when I was a senior in high school or 
freshman in college, somewhere I I, I graduated high school '84, so some somewhere around there. Yeah, so Zen was '84. So yeah, Zen, Zen I got. I remember having that when I was in high school. I'm just thinking. Oh. Yeah, okay. I had moved from Huntington uh, as a junior up to this little town in Massachusetts, and Huntington was really conservative musically. Um, and this little town in 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 Massachusetts was actually, ironically, per capita, way more a little bit more radical. People around here had a lot more college radio, and and so we'd be in this very rural town. But I just remember thinking nobody else, except for like my immediate group of four or five friends, knows this who's going to do stuff. You right. know? Now, yeah. how cool was it that you wound up having your first record released with these people that you look up to so tremendously? How did that happen? Where Buffalo Tom got signed to SST on their first. Well, I mean, the, the, excite, the excitement of that time to me is still is still almost immediately visceral and palatable. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a nostalgic guy by nature, no matter how much you try to battle that sort of thing. It is who you are, but but I remember that time so vividly. Like that's the Indy Rock Lottery. Tell you that it's like winning the Indy Rock Lottery. That is the hottest. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. That is the hottest them in Homestead. The only two big games in town. If you want to get your record heard at college radio stations around the nation. Yeah, and Gerard from from from. Um, from who founded Homestead, who right. co-founded Homestead, huh. he went to UMass with us. We were oh. up, we were all at UMass. He actually was a little bit before me. I think he left school before I got there. Um, but a lot of my friends were friends with him and um, or knew him. And yeah, I mean those record, those labels and Sub Pop a, a little bit later were were and Touch and Go, of course. And I mean there were, there's a handful of indies that that really meant. It really meant almost everything to be on those labels. Right. Like, it was better than could, being on a major label, so, and it was better than being on no label. You're like, this is what I want. I just want to make enough money where I could tour around with a band, like in V. This is what I used to think. Like, if I if we could attain the level of like a super chunk, a sebado, I would I would be happy for the rest of my life. Apparently, that's a you know that's not a way to look at things. Like, right. but when you're when you're like you know 17 or 18, you think that's the that's the way it should be. And maybe I spoke no. to. Yeah, it was it was very much like that, and uh, I mean, I always talk about those first like four or five years of Buffalo Tom. It's just you just keep moving the goalpost, and and maybe the whole career, you know, you you just keep resetting your ideals, and yeah, um, you know, I remember you know Jay being around, and then all of a sudden them having a homestead record, and then. You know, that's about the time I got to know him. And then when and and when Mascus and, and Dinosaur Jr. got on FST, it was that to me. And 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 they would, you know, our friend, our mutual friends at UMass would would show us like the New York Times article where they referred to Jay as, as Mr. Mascus, you know, and he was on the same <laughs> label as Black Flag and Sonic Youth and Who's Do. I'm just thinking, oh my God, this is if we could only. And then when it happened, it was. It was sort of like a dream come true, and you really, I, the band could have ended, and honestly, looking back on it, if the band had ended at that point, I would still be thrilled to tell the story, uh-huh. but, you know, the fact that it kind of kept going, and, you know, you, you start to, you go to, you go to these places, you go, you go, you turn the world, and you play, you play legendary places that, you know, okay, CGTV is not everything you crack, you How great was the sound, though? How great was the sound? Uh, I, I remember going there and playing I, the one. I think I only played there once, and uh, I was a drummer, and uh, I was like seventeen. And I hit the. It was like Monday afternoon at like four o'clock, you know. <laughs> and, but you hit the bass drum, and you're like, "Holy shit!" 
That's that's yeah. the way things are supposed to sound. Yeah. My God, I don't think I've ever heard it since. It's the best stage sound I've ever had. I love it. Missing. Yeah, it was it was an amazing uh, sound and a great place to be in such a legendary place. But yeah, so I mean, you know, just to get out there. But then you know, you're then you get out into the middle of nowhere and you're you're lucky to be playing with thirty people at most, just sometimes. And uh, so everything started to vacillate, and the and the the reality of like what it's like to be in a, in a band starts to starts to you know the thrill of it all starts to fade fairly quickly and. Right. You be, you become it becomes okay. This is my life right now. I'm doing this. So how do we make this consistently great or better? Or and that's when you know in your in your twenties. I don't know if you guys like this, but I remember reading some stuff about pavement and all living together. And you're you're yeah. full of piss and vinegar. And you're fighting each other. And you're you're all sort of. When I was in my twenties, I was a control freak. Maybe way more so than I am now. And you know you're just trying to like guide your life in a certain way and egos clash and you just tire of each other but yeah, you can have the greatest night of your life and the worst morning of your life all within a 12-hour period right i you know it's funny you said that uh with the new york times calling uh, we finally were in the new york times and they called me mr hulahan and guess what an hour later i was i was depressed again and nothing nothing changed in my life <laughs> you think like yeah oh, you're gonna you're gonna like make it and they could take it on this golden cloud so nobody comes you're still sitting in your house like an idiot there's nothing changes we're <laughs> serious. They must have heard of us by now. Yeah, <laughs> but, Miss, know, just, they they call everyone Mister in that stupid reg. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes all it takes is just a little, just a little shot of respect, you know. Right. And I read yeah. that article, and, oh, and, 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 and you know, so yeah, it doesn't translate to, to millions of dollars, certainly, but, <laughs> right. or even two more listeners. But hey, who's complaining? <laughs> <laughs> So, so what's it like the, over there? What's the, it like down there in, in the in the Queen's garage? Uh, you're, you're sort of at. Yeah, it's just like a, my garage, and it's there's a bar that I built, uh, sadly, you know, lonely and alone, and uh, I have my friends here with me, and we're interviewing our indie rock heroes. It's kind of a dream come yeah, true. Yeah, I, I, I saw some pictures. It looks far more elaborate than than just some some dudes. I mean, it looks like a real bar. No, you like know what? Like it, charge oh, admission. No, the only thing that's real is the actual like bar, the piece of the bar that Jeez. goes on the, that you would call the bar. You know, like you rest your elbow on. Which I took out of an old bar. The rest of it's all just plywood yeah. and nonsense. I've never once seen John stand behind the bar. He's like, "What can I get you, sir?" And, you know, <laughs> no, that, up drinks. There's, I've never seen apron. there's no running water, yeah. no heat, no air. There's no. There's no. I can't like dump things in a sink and wash dishes. That's out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's, there's no running yeah, water. I, I, you know, I picture you guys. I picture. I picture that you guys as you're interviewing me. At least one guy has got a glass. He's got a towel, and he's he's, he's polishing out the glass. No, <laughs> I'm well, off. I'm off on Friday. He, he's but. off on Friday. Brian Musikoff, who is an actual bartender, I feel bad. He's sitting behind the bar tonight, so uh, you know, <laughs> with his hands in his pocket. I'm the rookie here. <laughs> Get me another drink. Get me another drink. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's serving anyone. <laughs> Where, what town are you guys in? I'm in Flushing. Oh, flushing. Uh, yeah, so well, I'm, I'm off uh, right, right, right I'm in the shadow of Chase Stadium. Right, yes. but I'm a little bit east, so I'm off like northern in Utopia. If you know, if you're from Huntington, you probably know the the area kind of. You know, if you got off, a little bit, yeah. If you yeah. got off, if you got off the LAE and Utopia Parkway, you go a couple of blocks. I'm up there. You know, oh, by the Exxon. All right. <laughs> Next time I'll drive down. A lot of thing. Uh, yeah. A lot of thing. Uh, some, something. Come in. Did Come you hear? In did you hear live. what Bill just said? He said next time he'll drive down. Yeah. Bill, we'd love to have you in. Man. <laughs> Come in and play live. Careful. Are you, are, are you, are, have you have you quit the drink and the drugs like uh, everybody else? Or you're, what are you doing? 
Uh, well, uh, no. <laughs> All, right. All right, good, because I, I don't want to sit here and drink coffee with you, you yeah. know what I mean? This, this... No, 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 I, I, I'm enjoying the glass of, uh, of, uh, of Basil Hayden uh, bourbon. Yes, at the yes, Listen, yes I, we have that here, too. I'd love to have you over, but uh, I don't want to have cheesecake and water, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Bill, as you enjoy your bourbon, are you watching the baseball game? I know there's some action. Up, you got the Yankees tonight, right? Yeah, you guys got a camera on me. Yeah, now I'm watching. Um, the Bill I'm Camp? watching the the Red Sox are down two to nothing, and uh, the, the the first run was was uh, a home run by A Rod, who I watched, Ugh. and then paused for my children uh-huh. to watch the Red Sox fans give him the finger wow. from the from <laughs> the, nice, from nice, awesome. Yeah, we fault. we love Fenway. We, long, Fenway's oh, an excellent park. Did not we take a trip out there? We did. Fenway Park is one, I think it's the greatest place I've ever been. It's pretty. It, it was a magical place. It's like you know, uh, it's it's built into the town. It's built onto the street. So like, there's no difference between the street and like the stadium. Almost, hmm. you know, this, and you're just yeah. on, on the ground floor immediately. You're not in some industrial park with a bunch of junkyards around you. You don't have to go upstairs to like you're just there and you hey. and you could walk outside. It it was the greatest. It was it actually the day we went to Fenway, it was 90 something degrees and they had the there was a 20 minute hail delay. It was hailing. We got so <laughs> It was 90 degrees, it was hailing, and uh, the Red Sox were playing the, the Mets when we, we were there. The Red Sox fans were very nice to us, actually. We, we got clobbered. Clobbered! That's why. That's why, that's why, that's why they were nice. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they were nice in the beginning. We were winning, and it was like, you know, 3-1. Uh, to one. We ended up getting killed like 12-6 to six or something. Yeah. But uh, what a great ballpark, man. That's the, one of the last real places. Probably only two, right? There's Fenway and Wrigley. In the, yeah. Wrigley. Yeah, and I got to say, when I finally got to Wrigley a few years back, like four or five years back, I... I, I loved it a lot, but it's not. And I, I had played outside of, you know, at, at the Metro for, uh-huh. for many years, uh, but I'd never gotten to a game because we were always playing it off-season or we didn't have a day off. So I finally got out there a few years ago. And it, it is a great old park, and it's, you know, those, yeah. those parks are right in the city, as right. you say. Uh, it certainly beat the big replica parks out in the parking lots like like you guys got at Shea. But, yeah. uh, but there's nothing, there's really nothing like Fenway. Uh, and, and Wrigley didn't even, I don't think Wrigley came that close. In fact, I, I think it's a great park, but I don't think it's anywhere near as great as the good seats no. of Fenway. The bad seats of Fenway are as bad as any bad seats. Right. It, it's not worse than... <laughs> uh, we were in the bleachers. We were in the bleachers. We liked it. Well, we were, we were kind of like straight away center field, I, I would I would think. And this is back when I, I, we figured Big Poppy. Oh, this is years ago, right? So uh, David Ortiz is like, in my mind, at the end of his career. This is like 10 years ago probably now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he was hitting, he was hitting like 90 and ever we were all laughing. And look, he's still a baseball player, and he's still uh, doing right. things. It's incredible. He's, I think he's lead, I think he's leading the league in doubles. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're like, this, this guy's done. He's broke down so fast. It's over. It's two. It's the uh, year or two after the uh, World Series in two thousand four, like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Like this guy's done. And look at him. Another ten years later, that bastard. That you still beautiful going. bastard. This is the last year. Is it? Is he yep. retiring? He's retiring after this year. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, what was I going to say about Fenway? I forgot. Doing the farewell tour. Well, I'll tell you, Fenway. Uh, oh, we did all, uh, as Mets and Boston fans, we could all chant Yankees suck, that's which was right. fun. That's why they like <laughs> us. I've gone to Boston. Yeah. I've had lots of friends who live there and over the years. And I used to sit right behind, is the bullpen right behind the uh, right field line, right on the side there yeah, still? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's right before, you're, it's yeah. right in front of the bleachers. So that's where he had his season tickets. He would come to Shea once a year. I would go out there, and we would he would make cookies for the guys in the bullpen. And he they'd all know him by name and give him cookies. And I always liked the Red Sox and because I, I didn't like the Yankees. It was easy. It was an easy out. Yeah. Uh, I know, exactly. So, I mean, my, my journey is that, you know, my father was a huge, huge Brooklyn Dodgers fan. And when they left, he was like, among, you know, he's, he's, he's what, so he was born in 42, so he's 74. Uh, I mean, he was that age, you know, that broken-hearted generation. Right. And so oh, yeah. he sort of eventually just sort of ended up as a Mets fan just because of that default. You know, he wasn't going to be a Yankees fan. Yeah, and, that, a lot right. of, so many people league, ended up like that. Exactly. National League ball was a big thing then. Yeah. My dad yeah. was the same thing. He grew up in Greenpoint, and uh, he said it was when they left, it didn't hit him. When it hit him is when opening day 1958 came around, and there, there was, was no, no baseball. Dodgers. There was no more. There was no baseball. And baseball. he said that was a wave of depression Oof, right there. Right. Well, you had the Giants, yeah. but they left the year after, and uh, – and you had to the wait, Mets. The what, Mets years. got all the giant. And yeah, it was only only what, six. Uh, not even. It was only uh, what from fifty eight to sixty two. So it was only. This is yeah, and, and, and you know, outsiders don't quite understand the pain. You know, I think, I think, I think some English Premier League fans understand. Like growing up as a as a fan of a team that's not doing well, while you're in the very vicinity of a team that is just dominating, like the, the Yankees in the seventies right. or the Yankees in the nineties. And I left before the nineties, but. Uh, I remember anyone, my father giving me you know these are character building things. I just remember my father giving me a very clear choice. Said, Look, you want to root for the Yankees? Uh, you go ahead, but you, there's no coming back. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, yeah. there isn't. You got to you got to choose your team, and you, you know here's the thing about being a fan: you got to stay. With, and this is what I was obviously a very little kid. You got to stay with them through the thick and the thin, and you know you, right. you question their moves, but you're always going to be a fan of that team. And, um, but he and I, you know, as we got up here, uh, you know, I, I moved up here in '82, but I was sort of not paying much attention to baseball during college and high school. And right. then, uh, you know, so, it wasn't until like the '90s, but '86 when they played each other. Yeah, I, I don't know. I honestly, I, I, my father was still rooting for the Mets, but um, I was definitely in like sort of a baseball DMZ zone. You know, oh, I, I was hoping it broke your heart. I was yeah, just going right. to ask you about that. How old you're? Like what? Uh, you're like eighteen or seventeen or something? In I was 20, twenty. And oh, you're 20. I remember so I'm eleven. Thinking, yeah, I was. I, I remember not really sort of knowing many of of the match at that point. I hadn't really been paying much attention, but. I mean, they were definitely the sentimental favorite. I hadn't started latching up to the Sox until, like, I had been going to Sox games just growing up, I mean, being up here, but I hadn't latched onto them in a big way until uh, until the 90s. And that's what I was really just said, okay, I'm, I'm a Red Sox fan. That's, that's why I have a lot. <laughs> you, know? you don't really find that in baseball, like people having two teams. You find that in hockey a lot. Oh, well, I like the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Columbus Blue yeah, Jackets. I have a Western Conference it's and like, Eastern listen, Conference. If you, yeah. you, you need to pick a team and – yeah, you need to go through all the crap and the bullshit, and maybe you never even see them win. And then, but if they do win, it makes it all all the much better. You can't pick up. Oh, I like this team, and I like five. Well, I like three well, teams. I mean, it's sort of like what you guys, it's sort of like what you guys are it. saying. Like, 
you, you, you find it easy to root for the Sox. So you've got kind of an American league. Oh, I don't root for the Sox no. at all. I fucking hate the Red Sox. No, no. I, I, root, <laughs> I root for them. Come on. Fucking go Roger, Sox. Go Sox. Roger Clemens, a, Wade Boggs. All those guys can eat in a dick for all unless, I can. Unless it's a World Series. <laughs> I told no, my friends no in Revere, I say, go Sox. Listen, that's my friends like, up like in Revere, Massachusetts. No, I don't. I, like I, them to despite the Yankees. Well, that's the only, that's, that's the only time. You know, they're, they're easily hateable teams. I also too. make a lot of money with the Boston Red Sox, except now oh, yeah, they've yeah, screwed yeah. that all up. What's going on with your aftermarket not, over there? We're not interfering now, with you, now, now, now who's, who's that talking this to? Is, this is Mario. Me, Mario. He's 57 Mario. years old. He sells his tickets online. He's a, he's a, I know. enter the Red Sox sweepstakes every year, and I do win, and then I buy Red Sox Yankee tickets with no intention of going. It's quite see, a win. Here's, so, what, here's, what the, here's what the New York and Boston stuff knows. I, I know you guys love that Jay with the tuna and the sunfish uh, tape, the YouTube tape. And I think you guys are thinking that I'm going to sound more like him. But Mario, to me, sounds more like the guy on the boat. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> there, is, there is definitely a connection between the Queens and uh, uh, suburban Boston guys. It's almost the same kind of language, and we're all the same churches. It's just a little <laughs> right. vi- slight variation in the accent. In the art, there's a... Yeah, well, I, it, there's like shades of accents from, you know, from, from like, let's say, uh, sort of the Westchester Bronx on down out into the island and into the Jersey area, and just like there are in Massachusetts. People think that this is a Boston accent, right. but yeah. there's really a North Shore accent, a South Shore accent. Different uh, variations yeah. on the New England, you know, or, uh, you know, the, the guys who came here and it's uh, like screwed Ireland. everybody over. It's like Ireland. There's a different accent for every county. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah that's man, right. We need... Oh, wait, Jay. Man, we need fucking help, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Jay? I, I will tell you this. It's a baby wheel. It's a baby, baby wheel, wheel. Jay. <laughs> Holy shit. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. <laughs> 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 Jay, that sounds exactly like it. <laughs> Jay, that's a tuner or something. Jay, look at it. Come on. I like, all right, so the similarities besides the accent, forget about the accent for a second, is the comma J, comma bro. Like, you're, you're always, like we're the only two guys on the boat. But you feel the need to address me by name every time, yeah, exactly. or bro. You can't just say, "Hey, hey, there's a fish." You got to be like, "Hey, man, bro, Jay, there's a fucking fish, Jay. That's a fish." Yeah. Just to, like to cement the point that there's a fish. You and know? I like the dynamic that you never hear Jay say a word. Not a Jay word. Say no. a word. <laughs> I weep for Jay. Poor Jay. He's got to deal with that guy all day. It was uh, <laughs> scripted off screen. That was Bob and the Silent Jay. Holy yeah, shit! Well, exactly. And the fact that Jay, I mean, Jay is almost like a a, a, a cinema auteur. He stands in, we, we 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 are all Jay when he doesn't talk. You know what the funny thing is? There is no Jay. He's on the boat all by himself. That's the psychology. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, Jay's a selfie stick. We are all Jay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, I like to think of Jay as another fish that he caught earlier in the day. <laughs> right. right next to Charlie. There's Jay? actually no people at all in that whole video. You never see anybody. You, you never see anyone. I think, that, yeah. So there's just a, there's like a flounder that, that, um, <laughs> that, 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 that I don't even know the guy's name it's the, that he caught, and he's calling it Jay the whole time. He's like, holy shit. Yeah. What is you gotta get this thing on the boat. I just love the, I love the range of emotion that he goes through. That he, he doesn't know where. At first, he wants to he wants to pull it in. Then he wants, wants to help. Then he wants to help it. Fight. Then wants, yeah. Then he wants to fight it. And then he wants to fuck it. Kill. Like, fuck. I don't know. Has to like report. This. You got to report it. Report. That's right. right. We, need to, we need to aquarium. call the Coast Guard or something, Jay. Call we, the aquarium. We, we need, need to call the, an aquarium. 
We need to pull this thing on board, Jay. We need to put a tuxedo on it. We need to send it to the to the to the Sauce Awards, Jay. We need to bring it. Sauce Awards. We need to send this thing to the to the Friars Club, Jay. With a pipe in we got to put this thing in the studio. At one point, win a Grammy. I think within within like a sentence, he 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 queries whether it could be their their absolute downfall and their ruin or like their road to million. Right. It's either like it's one or the other. There's no middle ground with this dude. It's like it's either they're pulling the fi- they're 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 gonna pull the fish in, the fish is gonna eat them, and the boat's gonna right. sink, or they're gonna or they're gonna be uh, getting the key to the city with uh, the White House. And he waffles like yeah, four yeah. times too. <laughs> I like when the guy goes. I wonder what I wonder, I wonder what Melville would do with it. <laughs> we finally Melville, found it, Jay. Melville would definitely fight it. Call me Ishmael, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the guy's name, Ishmael. Ishmael and Jay. <laughs> well, I'm glad we covered that. Guy. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, we I'm did glad too. We... <laughs> We're talking to Bill Janovich of Buffalo Tom, and uh, I like when he uh, goes. Uh, he, he tells him to get a hook, and then he says this. Jay's got a little fucking fishing hook. Are you shitting me? That's the hook you come. <laughs> so there's a third. Now, this that, is... that indicates a third person. Right. No, no, no. That's he's only talking to Jay. But that that also is the if you take away the accent is the exact same thing like a Queen's Italian. But that's the hook you come. <laughs> that's the hook you come. He breaks the third wall. The third, the third wall. You know. I was going to say that exact same thing. Yeah. Avant garde cinema. But you know, I, uh, on this subject of uh, of like uh, metropolitan New York or Boston speech. I'm I'm interested to see. I, I, I'm surprised that nobody has written an article about like the the uh, the influence of New York sort of Yiddish uh, Jewish on on Donald Trump's oh, manner yeah. of speaking. Oh yeah, he's like he, he, he's got something going on. You're right. There's a documentary. Like how he always. Uh, are you with me? Let me tell you this. It's something else I'm going to tell you. It's, know, believe it's, me. It's, like he always qualifies it afterwards. Right. You have to, to to belabor the point, and it's almost like a, you make the other person, make the uh, listener remember it. And by repeating, yeah. and like, there's nothing of substance. He'll like say two things the same in the row. Then he'll say just like a little tidbit of what he's supposed to say, and then he'll he'll just be like, "You are you, you know I'm right? Uh, don't you know I'm right? What are you an idiot?" And right, yeah. a lot of people think he's speaking of an actual plan that's going to be revealed later or something. <laughs> he hasn't said anything. Well, I don't even, well, he, yeah, even when he was reading from the teleprompter the other day, he's he was he was punctuating with his own believe me it's going to be the great <laughs> believe or, uh, my, you know it's, it's actually am i right he has somebody craft this speech but he's like improving like oh he's underscoring it afterwards like right. uh he, it's like a comma believe me like a lot of that kind of stuff i don't know what, how, how you yeah. how you would uh, it's uh you know what it is it's a device of uh, the stand-up comedian it's what? It's a it's a device of the uh, a stand up comedian. Right, or a talk you know. show. It, it is. It's it's like the Catskills guys. It's the Borschfeld guys. Right. Bor- but Bor- even Bor- that, just repeating things and putting the joke in between, and then you know uh, the the repetition and the conversational. Don't you know I'm uh, what I'm talking about? Am I right? Puts that yeah. you know, all into Am the right? context, and then people start laughing. <laughs> when you put it that yeah, way, it's, it's like, pretty fucking it's hilarious. It's like the asking for. Uh, it's like the asking for affirmation afterwards. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how he does it. But it's, there's something so specifically not just New York. I think people think of it as New York, but it makes maybe it is just completely New York. But it really makes me think of like how much New York. Um, you know, street speak is really influenced by that sort of like uh, very kind of Woody Allen Jewish kind of <laughs> right. <laughs> the the, 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 the I'm right. glad you brought it up because side. he really does have that happening. Uh-huh. 
and it's almost like a combination of uh, your your guy on the street who's like trying to convince you to go into some pyramid scheme in the in, or number scam in a pizza parlor and and like the rich elite almost English sounding voice. You know what I mean? It's like a combo of that. It's great. Yeah, it's interesting how he and it's real with him. I don't, I, I never question it for a moment. Like he he really does seem like a guy that worked his way up from the streets when we, we all know that's not the case. Whereas, like, you know, a guy like Mitt Romney would, would try that on, or John Kerry, these sort of real blue-blood guys. Right. And it would never fit. Like, you know, <laughs> Kerry was famous for saying, who amongst us does not enjoy NASCAR? Right. <laughs> right. You can't speak like you're writing the Declaration of Independence. Uh, you're, you know, he's from Massachusetts, right? He's like... <laughs> It's, uh, he's got exactly. the he's got the head. He be, he could be on a twenty dollar bill in no time. Like his head is long and has that old presidential, <laughs> old money white man look with the hair and everything. That guy's yeah. you know he's born uh, two hundred years too late. Yeah. Hey, well, guys, some someday we're gonna see uh, Donald Trump's head and the hair on a on like a hundred dollar bill. Maybe well, uh, well, let's all let's all hope. Oh, you, you know, I the like, greatest president of all time. <laughs> the, exactly. uh, America's final president. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear his apology speech when we blow up a Doctors Without Borders hospital. Yeah. Oh my god! It really will be. That will be like you said, America's final president. It would be like a movie with with like Independence Day or something. Yeah, exactly. You'd expect Will Smith to come in and and save Donald Trump's ass or something. Will Will Smith could win this election. I actually have tape of John Kerry uh, right right before he bowed out of the race. Oh my God! Look at this thing. <laughs> oh man, we're calling the coast guy. What are you gonna do? What What do you think about foreign policy, John Kerry? Oh man, we're calling the coast guy. All right, that's what sunk. <laughs> that was his Dukakis tank, his Harry Dean scream. All rolled into one. Hey, Bill. So you wrote a couple of books. Huh? Yeah, a lot of things. Uh, something, something people don't know about Bill is he wrote a bunch of books there. You know, so uh, Bill, Bill actually wrote. Uh, we all love the thirty-three and the third series. He uh -huh. wrote the thirty-three and the third on Exile on freaking Main Street. How do you get that gig? I mean, that's that's like the that's the crown jewel of thirty-three and a third, in my opinion. Oh, that's funny to think of it that way. Yeah, I mean, back then it was my it was my sort of uh, starter book. You know, it was it was uh, it was uh, I, it wasn't quite. It wasn't anywhere. Well, I shouldn't say quite. It's not. It was nowhere near um, the thing it is has become now. And I, I don't think that. I still don't think that it's a hugely prestigious thing. In fact, I think the more that they, they do, the, the 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 more sort of watered down it becomes. But I mean, back then it was fairly easy. And my friend Joe Pernice from Stud Mountain Boys and Pernice Brothers Hell had written yeah. one on uh, Media's murder. And it really was, they were still, the series was still very much just finding its, its, its legs and just, and, and it had the graphic consistency, but that was about it. You know, the, the length of the books was another consistency, but really it was, you could do pretty much anything you wanted. You, you know, uh, Joe Pernice wrote a novella, a fictionalized thing about a kid, um, uh, you know, gr like him growing up and listening to me just murder as a, as a teenager, but. Uh, there were a few others that were a little bit more straightforward, and I asked Joe and his manager, who's also a friend of mine, um, you know, hey, you know, are they looking for other people? And I have this idea, and it seems maybe obvious, but uh, they hooked me up with the editor, and the editor said, said great, uh, send me a quick outline. I said, it was like so, so quick. I mean, compared to the book I did afterwards, it was just such a, uh, an almost like, sure, put out a book kind of got thing, you know, and it was fairly 
lightly edited, I would say. Maybe the editor would, would argue with that, but um, it wasn't a hugely... Um, it wasn't. It didn't take a lot. Uh, it, it, the process itself wasn't that difficult. I mean, writing the book was 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 a was a joy, but it, and I had some work. But I mean, I think now it's extremely. The bar to entry is is much higher to try to to get a submission uh, accepted. Right. Well, with a book like that, you're not really writing the book. Like, how much of your personal, you know, you know, uh, kind of account of uh, exile can you put into a that kind of format? Because it's this short, almost, you know like staccato small format in the books yeah i think i, I think mine and this is pretty you, know, you, you guys probably got a sense of this already just talking to me i'm, I'm a fairly long-winded guy and uh, I think that's perfect was, for our show I, we only have six <laughs> more hours to go so let's, let's we gotta fill this <laughs> i think my book was one of the one of if not the longest one at that point but it, it is a short format and i mean when you ask how much you're yeah i mean it was it was almost Almost a hundred percent. I mean, you know, ninety something percent. Just my personal reaction to the record. And that's what made it uh, a joy, and what made it fairly easy. And uh, because you know, I'm 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 reading this this book now about the Stones uh, that's just coming out by uh, Rich Cohen called uh, The Sun, the Moon, and the Rolling Stones, and it's it's so extensively researched and and personal accounts. And you know, he was he was talking about in the book about back when he was writing for Rolling Stone, you know, you really had to hit the ground and you could be, you'd go to when you're doing research, you'd be doing micro search, uh, micro fish research, and, and you'd be traveling to different places. And, you, you know, a lot of this research could now be done on your laptop, wherever you are. Yeah. Um, but so I, I, I was just kind of reacting to the record and that was kind of what the series was and, and perhaps still is. It's very much a point of view series. So an extreme is, is, is maybe, um, is maybe uh, Joe writing a novella about, you know, sort of semi-autobiographical about uh, a kid growing up and how that record affected him. And, and so that's kind of a very personal take on it. It doesn't take much yeah. research. Right. Well, uh, well, but then there's like other extremes where I remember reading the one on Radiohead's OK Computer, and it was very, like, overly scholarly musical theory, and it was yeah. a real turnoff for uh, yeah. one of my favorite records. We call that pitchforky. Pitchforky? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. do you oh, feel, do you feel weird, Bill? Uh, like you know, when it, when you're asked to write a book like that on you know what may be arguably one of the, you know the best rock and roll album of all time. Arguably, I said um, that like from if you have to write about it from your point of view, does it make you like really self conscious about what people are going to think about it? Like what what is oh how you know what is what what is one man's opinion? You know, mean in this scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, nobody asked me to. I, I, I asked them to. So that there tells you, you know, right. I came from at that point, you know, more than fifteen years, probably in a rock band. And and if I, you to be an artist uh, of any kind that puts themselves out there, like a public artist, uh, especially a, a performance artist, you pretty much have to shut that whole thing down. I mean. We all drive ourselves crazy, performance artists, you know, um, music, musicians that perform. I mean, you know, being a musician is is unique in and of... There's, there's, no, there's, there's almost no other art form where you write, you have, like, all these different stages. You're, you're writing or creating, and then you're going into a studio and collaborating, uh, usually collaborating, um, and then, so you're, then you produce this product that you've written and produced... Now you're going out and performing it night after night. I mean, it, it'd be like 
if if Woody Allen wrote his films, directed his films, produced his films, and then went out and performed his films every night uh, and toured around <laughs> around the world or, or something like that, or an author. I don't know. Well, you know, you get my point. So totally, I think you. I think you have to sort of to be that. You have to say, I don't care what the fuck anybody else thinks. I got. Yeah. I've got a point of view, and once you get a little bit, a little bit of encouragement like that, um, uh, you, you you feel. I I feel anyway confident. I mean, there's times where I'm like, oh shit, today, today. And listen, believe me, by I have I have Stones friends who have corrected every. Uh, <laughs> everything I've ever written about them, like, oh, you were wrong about this, you were wrong about that, or yep. this date, or that date. But, but the Stones are a band that I feel supremely, I shouldn't say supremely, I, I feel more confident about than anybody else, and maybe maybe too much, like I assumed too much knowledge, and, and in fact was wrong about a couple of things. Well, that's 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 what I was, what I wanted to ask you about, was because there's, you know, I mean, like, with, you know, like you see like other like long form pieces or even books now where people like can get access. And, you know, I mean, it, like even like like I was listening to David Simon talking about doing the wire and when he got, you know, quote unquote embedded with the with the Baltimore Police Department. But it was 10 days before they even loosened up in front of them. And you're never going to get that kind of access to the stones. So, like, is like, will there ever be any kind of definitive thing written? Like, what what do you think? In your opinion, what do you think is the closest thing? Um, I, I think, uh, what, what, what do I think is the definitive stuff? I mean, I think, I think the Bacchus Keith Richards book was very good. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, you know, I'm reading this book now in, in this guy, it's all different perspectives. Cause I, and the reason I'm, I'm, I'm reading it is cause I'm, I'm going to be reviewing it for something. And, I, and I'm, so I'm kind of conscious about what I'm going to say about it. And I, I love the book because here's a guy very much like me, a couple of years younger, who grew up like me, grew up with the same sort of relationship to the Stones, uh, gets out of college, interning around New York, you know, from New Yorker, the New Yorker, and then gets a, uh, gets, gets a, gets a, a, a freelance gig at the, at the Rolling Stone, Rich Cohen. He's running for Vanity Fair nowadays, and he's co-created uh, vinyl, yeah. or a writer on vinyl, I should yeah, say, and, you know, that. better for better for worse. <laughs> but uh, an amazing... Uh, um, uh, sort of an amazing trajectory, but he he was freelancing for the Rolling for, for Rolling Stone magazine, and he gets this uh, offer to be uh, a full staff writer. And then Jan Wenner, Jan Wenner, however he pronounces it, sends him up to Toronto to cover the Stones rehearsals for their um, Steel Wheels tour. And he was a guy that grew up with that, and he kind of kept it secret because they took they, somebody tipped him off. They said, "Look, never never tell Wenner." Who your favorite band is? He's going to ask you. If you like <laughs> yeah, you, he's going to ask you. And if you tell him, he will never assign that band to you. So, Leonard asks him at some point, and and he says this in the book, and um, and he says, Bruce Springsteen would, I guess, if I have, if you have a gun to my head, it's going to be the boss, you know. And so, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. A few months later, he's up. He's up uh, with the Stones for weeks <laughs> rehearsal. And, it's, and so, I guess my point is that. Here's this real great, like, you talked about Simon being embedded. It's another sort of embedded type thing where he gains the confidence of the Stones. And I'm reading it with such joy because, I mean, there is no definitive book on the Stones. There's yeah. some defi- there, there are some definite touch points, and hopefully my two are amongst them. And it's really a thrill for me to see that he references my book a couple times in the notes. But th- it's really you're an ta- ongoing you're talking conversation. About the, the, the most and recent. Especially with a with a legend and a myth 
of all these years, you, you piece together, I mean, Keith alone, you can't sort of take his word as gospel. By mm, I, I, don't think, and, I don't think so. Uh, it's, you know, you have a conversation. So it's like, well, Did you ever meet him? Blah, blah, blah. Did you ever meet him? Uh, you know, it's funny. I start off my later book. I, I wrote a, a 2013 book called uh, "Rocks Off 50 Tracks." Yeah, the story of the Rolling I was going to plug that right now. He, did, Patrick, did you <laughs> know that Bill did. wrote a book called "Rocks Off"? The, <laughs> that's that's what I was building through, John. 50 <laughs> tracks to tell the story of the Rolling Stones. I mean, that's an, you talk about the 33 and third being a pressure. You come up with 50 tracks, you're going to get ripped apart every day by everybody. Yeah, and and you know, I, I certainly wasn't planning on writing another book on stones, but this um, it's it's uh, let's see if I can make a long story short. This guy got in touch with me, an agent, and said, you know, the fiftieth anniversary was coming up, and would I be interested? And I said, yeah. I mean, he said, you know, here's the idea, and he kind of sort of gave me this rough idea of an outline of like, you know, fifty years, fifty tracks, and I said, that's right in my wheelhouse because I, I don't want to write another biography of the stones. I just don't want to do it. I just not been done. And and what's the new perspective? Just like this guy, Rich Cohen perspective is being embedded with them as a, as a sort of cub reporter for the, for the wrong stone. It's like it's almost like almost famous meets the stones, you know? Right. And, um, so that was my end. And, uh, so this was like Super Bowl Sunday of, uh, I guess it would have been maybe 12. I can't remember. And anyway, this guy gets in touch with me. I looked at my email and it went, it went from there. But, um, uh, shortly thereafter, after I started writing the proposal, uh, I don't think I yet had a book deal, but it might have been right around the same time as the deal came in. I, I was invited to this thing. Um, uh, and there's this, there's this uh, pen. Uh, uh, it's a, a writer's organization, and there's a, a pen New England chap, a chapter, and it's uh, you know it's a literary organization that gives back to whatever kind of educational programs and that sort of thing. Writers. Um, and they were having this event at the JFK Museum, and I, I'm friends with this guy, Tom Parada, a novelist who uh, wrote Election and Little Children and oh, yeah. uh, Leftovers, who he's working on. And, and he said, listen, we're doing this, I'm hosting this event, you know, they're going to honor, it's the first award of literary excellence that they're going to give away, a lyrics, lyrics of Literary Excellence Award. And he goes, so I said, yeah, I'm in. And he goes, well, listen, who, this is who's going to do this. And Chuck Berry is going to be one of the recipients. Oh. And uh, Leonard Cohen, and they both they both mm-hmm. signed on to come on. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Of course I'm coming. Damn straight. And he said, uh, well, you know, it gets even better because um, here's the committee. And he sends the committee. It's like Bono and, and Paul Simon <laughs> and Elvis Costello. <laughs> the and, committee in capital. And he said, that's, that's the nominating committee. And the reason they had two is that apparently Paul Simon really wanted Chuck Berry, whereas Bono really wanted Leonard Cohen. So he just said, okay, well, why don't we just give them both? <laughs> We're just making shit up as we go along. As we go along. So I go to this thing, and he, oh, so Tom is telling me about this, and he's like, oh, so you know, the rumor is that Keith might come up to present his hero uh, with, with this award. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm just, I'm like, I can't. This is like months before the event. I'm, I'm, I'm like a kid staying up every night thinking about this event, and this cold day in February, we go and I walk in and you can see the picture. It's the cover shot on my Facebook. I walk in, I, I walk in with my coat still on and somebody snapped this shot, which I'll forever be grateful for. It's Chuck Berry at the table and they, and, and, and it's just like 15 people maximum in the whole sort of room. And I got, I just go to say hello to Chuck Berry. And he gets up and shakes my hand. He's got this huge smile and I go, Oh, Chuck, it's such an honor. And he's, 
and he's kind of deaf. Well, he's, yeah. he's almost completely deaf. And he says, uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear that. I said, well, I said, it's, it's a great honor, and it's really nice that they're giving you an award for your lyrics, which I've always loved. And he, he paused and smiled at me and said, I heard that. <laughs> and, I just, and I was just like a kid. I, I was just like, and then within minutes, Elvis Costello was standing next to me. And that alone, I could have left. And I'm like, you know, that would have been the end. I would have just been happy. <laughs> and Paul Simon walks in. He sidles up, and I meet Paul Simon. And then I see Leonard Cohen come in with his, mm-hmm. this, uh, this, a couple of guys. And Sean Calvin comes in because she's going to be presenting an award. And then Keith Richards comes in, of course. and. Um, you know, of course, like Al Cooper's there because he lives up in Boston. Who's and, and, and if if you're going to read one rock and roll book, you know, the next week I would say read, read Al Cooper's oh, backstage yeah. passes. Um, anyway, long story. You know, Peter Wolf is always around at these things uh, from Jay Giles' band, and um, <laughs> so we're in this room, the Hemingway Ron, room, Jeremy. all before the event even starts, and this is at the JFK Museum of the Sick. And they're taking photos. And the photos you can see online, it's just, it's better than any Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony you've ever seen. I mean, it's like a Mount Rushmore of my of my record collection, essentially. And right. So I'm up against the wall in this room. It's beautiful, beautiful, sort of nice hotel suite type of room, you know. And I'm, I'm up against the wall just trying to just sort of stay out of trouble and, and, and not knock anybody over. And Keith, Keith walking around was like, the only sort of adult beverage that, <laughs> that 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 seems to be in the building. He somehow got this, he brought his own, and, <laughs> and eventually the, the pictures break up, and he, he he leans up against the wall, and we're only separated by this side table with a lamp on it, table. and there's nobody else. It's just him on one side of the table, and me. I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing. That's <laughs> yeah. my one chance. So this is I, it. This, this is it, Bill. I take my step over and I go, Keith, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've grown up listening to you all these years. And uh, and he says, I said, it's just great on it. And to me, I just wanted to say hello. And, and I, I was just about to sort of recoil back. And he said, oh, man, I feel exactly the same way about Chuck Berry. That was the first thing he said to oh, me. It wasn't cool. like, <laughs> oh, cool, yeah, man. thanks, man. It was like right. he wanted to I... engage in a conversation about Chuck Berry. So... It was I thought he was going to say, uh, hey, "Hey, man, I loved, I, I love Bird Brain, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite song. I Phil- fucking love Taylor Swift, man. You should have flipped him a dime. I, I, I didn't, I didn't tell him anything about writing films or anything. I mean, it was, I, I just didn't want to spoil this moment. of This guy telling me, and in, in, in a very emotional way, what he, what, what Chuck Berry's lyrics meant to him, and and I knew, I mean, I read it all, but yeah. to hear to have Keith Richards looking in the eye, I was just outside of my body. I went, I went through my whole life. For he'll, that. Pull, he'll, he'll pull it. He'll pull a dagger out of his out of his uh, waistband yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and a right. and a tube of coke out of his hair yeah. and stab you. For some reason, I think he wrote "Taillights Fade." Lyrics, lyrics like my dingling. <laughs> I feel like there's a, whatever event, whatever you stole my fucking riff, mate. Whatever event you're at, there's like a metal de- metal detector for the regular people, and Keith just gets to walk yeah, around. There's a, yeah, there's a Keith detector. Yeah. Just, I'm still just convinced. Go ahead, Keith. I'm still convinced he's not getting the cigarettes that the rest of us are getting. You know, I was lucky enough to see Chuck Berry like two years ago. I was I never saw him in my life, and I was just to be in the same room. You know, it was the best moment, like the anticipation of Chuck Berry coming out, even though you know he's he kind of was struggling, uh, you know, health wise. I heard and stuff he barely there. comes out. Well, he's Chuck Berry. And uh, I was in the same room as Chuck Berry. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine. I mean, he's Chuck Berry. You know, I mean, the he's Chuck Berry. 
Understood. The way yeah, that- I mean, the, you know, and, and with Prince going a couple weeks ago uh, or last mm-hmm. week, uh, at such a young age, never mind like these older guys, it's like, yeah, you got to go see, if you're a real musician, I mean, I'm not a musician, if you're a real music fan and, and anybody means, if, if any of their records have connected to you on, on this sort of level, I, I think you really, you owe it to yourself to go and see them because you never know. And like I went, I, I, that was, that's what I was saying to myself when I went to go see Van uh, this past week, Van the, Mo- Van Mor- Van the Man Morrison. And I've seen him like, what, five, six times in my life. And I was like, I, have, I seen, I, have I seen Van enough? And I'm just so glad I spent the whatever dough to get off my couch and go and see him because... He's a freaking legend, and he could be off on a certain night, and uh, or not not into it on a certain night. But it, it's like his records have meant so much to me, and he's still around. And you know, I say this to my kids: like, you know, if you get into these records, go go see these people because it, I, I regret not seeing Ray Charles. It's you know, funny. I, when I had yep. a chance. Yep. It's funny you say that because I had tickets to see James Brown, and he died one week earlier. Oh, I, yeah. it was a New Year's on Eve. New show. Year's Eve, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Way to go. Oh. And that broke my heart. Yeah. yeah, I saw I saw Billy Connolly this week. Oh, Did he die? Great. The comedian? No, he no. didn't oh, die. But he's, uh, <laughs> he's on the Bruce Bruce Bruce. No, but he's, oh, he's got Parkinson's. But yeah. it was like it's Does one of those he? things. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, he put oh, on a hell of a gosh. show. Right. But I actually he 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 dropped the Keith Richards reference in there because he was saying how much he hates uh, smoke anti smoking ninnies and blah blah blah. And he says he says well you know what they say about smoke and he goes every cigarette you smoke he goes God takes seven minutes away from your life and gives it to Keith Richards. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, Keith is, Keith is not the guy to look to. Is I think he's a bit of an outlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's not like everyone's like, oh, Keith Richards is the scientific norm that we should yeah. all look to. No, no that's the that's the abno- that's yeah. the anomaly. Exactly. You know, stop Keith, it. Keith well, my, that, this, it's the equivalent of saying, well, my grandfather smoked his whole life and he lived till 90. Exactly. Well, guess what? You're not your grandfather yeah. and I'll, see you, the, I'll Keith, see you on the ball Keith court. Richard's you know? vein, I'll see you in the pit. Keith Richards' veins are like one of the those uh, like freeing a clog commercials, God, like, like yeah, the Drano commercials. Yeah, that's like his veins. He's already he's yeah. done that to his veins. Well, allegedly, and maybe Bill, maybe <laughs> Bill, maybe Bill can confirm this. Allegedly, he gets <laughs> he gets uh, transfusion blood transfusions weekly. That's not from true. Prince. From no, I, I, I think that is a best. I think that's a best urban. <laughs> yeah, that's like. Could you imagine? You know, I, I think actually he, think that if anyone, it. it would be him. I actually think that Keith Richards is like a bunch of different people. I like the Dread uh, Paul, Mc- Paul McCartney syndrome, like a Nikki oh, Six. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, we don't. None oh, of like, us. None of us. All of a sudden, you're getting like you're getting like Todd Haynes here, and like, I'm not there. <laughs> Jet fuel cannot melt steel uh, uh, steel wheels. <laughs> I, I went to the Steel Wheels tour in 89. I was 13 years old. It was great. It was at Chase Stadium. We were in 13th row. We got there. Uh, I was a kid, and we were on the field level, and the guy in front of me goes, we are on Mick Jagger's cock! <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wow, we have really good seats. I forget how we got the seats. Anyway, uh, Bill, I, I have a quick game for you. But I have written down my top 10 Rolling Stone songs of all time, and I will name them, and you will tell me whether they, they, they would be included in your top 10. Are you ready to play? <laughs> okay, sounds good. But first, I want to tell you that the Red Sox have won, beating the Yankees 4-2. to two. That's wow. good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right. All right. Go yeah. Sox! Yeah, uh, New York Mets 13-1 to one up on the Giants <laughs> right now. Like... A record-setting 12-run inning for the New York Mets yeah. right now. Wow, the Mets are off to a great Franchise start. record. It's a franchise record, they were, John. They were off to a little bit. of They struggled out of the gate, but, man, now we're like 7-8 in a row. This yep. guy, Neil Walker, who, who replaced Daniel Murphy, that Jesus freak. Who? He's hitting. Exactly. This guy's hitting nine home runs in 19 
games. Walker, yep. you trot. Piss test him. And he's on my fantasy team, Bartolo Stallone. All right, so uh, nice. I, I, I will give you the name of a Rolling Stone song, and you will tell me whether it's in your top ten or not. Jen, John, can I can I open with one? Yes. Because I wanted to ask him of this. Of course. Uh-huh. Uh, little by little. Well, well, hold on now. Is that actually a Rolling Stones pen number? It's not a pen number, but it's on, on the They didn't write anything. What a question. Oh, okay, so it could be any recording. Uh, no, that wouldn't be in my top ten. Uh, well, you're well, you're wrong. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, All right, I will yeah, go, go with back. That. Go back. Listen a little by little. Listen to Keith Richards put on a friggin' clinic. And Charlie Watts does a turnaround beat. Listen, Bill, I will go with a more uh, user-friendly no, I, Hey, listen, this is not... I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad song, or, or I'm, I'm just saying it's not my top ten. Right. Don't worry, we're not we're not throwing down. You're ruining my game, No, Bob. no, I, 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 we're throwing down if, you're, if you're, okay. that's where you're going. All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, think, I think you're a nice guy. I don't usually beat up people from Huntington. He's from Queens. <laughs> all right, Bill, I'm going to go... All right, so uh, would you put all down the line in your top ten? Ooh, all that line's got to be close. Yeah, I mean, any, anything from Exile, but that, I love, uh, that's, that's a raging song. It's a raging And by the way. That opening uh, riff comes on, and it's, it's hats off to Larry. Like, it's, you know. It's a raging and Jay. Jagger, one of the big differences between Jagger then and Jagger now, and, and, and listen, I mean, Mick is 77 years old, and, and is almost, almost what he used to be. But that song separates the young Mick Jagger from the old Mick Jagger. He can't get anywhere near that register. He is singing right. way up in his upper register and balls out. And he, it almost sounds like he's spitting up blood after that track. Right. I will put rocks off of my top ten. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. What a way to open a record, huh? Yeah. 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 You hear that's another one. We hear the opening riff. You're like, it's it's over. I don't care what happens. And in that's my got life. one of the great, you know, Keith aphorisms: "The sunshine boys the daylights out of me." I'm right. sure that's a Keith line in there. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's all Keith. Let's go. Uh, Sway. Ooh, Sway is up there too. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah, it's tough. I, I would consider that up in the top ten, but I don't. You know, I, I don't want to. It's up there. Let's say that. I, I can't. I can't. Listen, we can always go. We can always go back and change things. I'm three for three, by the way, uh, <laughs> with the Rolling Stones expert, Bill Janovic. Uh, no, no, you said you said little by little. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. That was that was that was me. That was. Oh, okay. I can't. I'm hearing the different voices. Yeah. No problem. Uh, let's go with. Uh, can't you hear me knocking? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you're sticking with sticky fingers and. In exile, I'm, I'm going to pretty much have to check the yes box, and we'll be we'll be up to ten very quickly. But um, yeah, can't you hear me knocking? I love that song. I want to go. I want to go for some weird stuff. Well, that's that's not top ten. Let's go live with me. Let's go on a, a um, different album. Live with me. I love. I don't think it's in my top ten. All right, no top ten. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one wrong. Uh, let's go, Monkey Man. That's the specials. Uh, I, yeah, Monkey Man, I was put before uh, Live With Me. Uh, is it my top ten? Yeah. No, I mean, ten no. songs is extremely limited. I know. That's why uh, I, I love the game's on. All right, I how about Midnight perfect. Midnight Rambler, and uh, we'll let you uh, also choose the live version off Get Your Yaya's out. Well, I think the best <laughs> version of, uh, yeah, I, I love that song, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the, the Let It Bleed version in my top right. ten, maybe, me neither. but uh, Yaya's is where you start. Uh, but it gets better... From '69 to '73, uh, the '72 version when they, when they were doing the American tour, which you can see live in the uh, Ladies and Gentlemen of the Rolling Stones film, is almost the pinnacle. It's a it's it's a pinnacle, and there's a record uh, uh, that will probably come out at some point from that tour called the unreleased Decca Live album, which is a different 
version of it, but amazing as well from that 72 tour. But then it's somewhat impossibly, and I talk about this in the, in the later book, they almost top it or they somehow just do a different version that's as good or I think it's better. Uh, in 73 on that Brussels record they released uh, a few years ago, which is almost punk rock. It's it's it gets really raging, like really almost hardcore fast. Like Charlie's just starts picking it up like double time and it's like a hardcore drummer. That kind of thing. It's it's worth a listen. Right. How about happy? Let's go a little kid. Yeah, happy happy's up there. Happy's in the top ten? Oh, yeah. All right, we'll go yeah. happy. How about uh let's go anti Keith, Moonlight Mile. Yeah. Yeah, Moonlight Mile might be in my top three or five. Oh wow. That, that's just Mick, right? There's no Keith involved there. No, that's no. Mick Mick Taylor. Yeah, Keith. Uh, Keith really has no role in that one. And and by the way, he's not really on Sway either. I think he came in and maybe did yeah. an overdub on Sway. I forget, but uh, right. uh, Sway is it's kind of like a Keith style song that Keith's not on. Oh, I think God. I'm doing pretty good right now. Bill, All right, let's Bill, throw in a I, bit. Bill. I can't wait to corner you and just we're gonna we're gonna stone <laughs> scientist each other out. It's yeah, gonna be man. awesome. I was like, do I need to do my research or should I just have Pat talk and Bill talk buy, stones? I'm gonna, buy, I'm gonna buy a bottle of you're Bill Vegan or whatever the hell you're into. Mario does not like the Rolling Stones. I waiting. do love I'm the still Stones. Waiting for the big one. I have a reference for you, Bill. Um, <laughs> there was a TV show or '68 uh, or '69, the Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, you know the proper title. Yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, circus. it's the Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus. Yeah. Yeah, I, you've obviously seen that. Uh, John Lennon. Incredible, uh, incredible, incredible. I still have it on VHS somewhere. Mostly for Jethro Tull, though, right? Uh, yeah, and the and that's where you saw Jethro Tull. Nobody likes Tull. That was actually was, the best Tull I've ever seen. I was seen. a Tull fan because you that's, weren't you weren't your age by your age you weren't around at the formation of the Stones. You were obviously a, a child or not even there yet, right? Yeah, when I mean, you, the, the, the first record stones? I bought, like uh, contemporaneous as it came out, record was uh, Some Girls. Right. I think Black and Blue, I, I, I bought like a year after it came out or something like that. But, yeah, no, I, I mostly inherited the early records as a, as a little kid. From your brother? And then, you know, it was, they were all, stone, I was trying to figure out which ones were Where'd you get them, your when. brother, your but stoned I, uncle? Where'd you get the records from? Yeah, when you know, I'm, a, I'm the oldest kid in a family of five, so I didn't have the benefit of an older brother or sister, but it was like a, like the next-door neighbors and my grandparents gave me Out of Our Heads and um, Rolling Stones right. Now and High Tides and Green Grass. So I had all those mono London records with Brian Jones on them yeah, before sure. I bought, uh, you know, I think I, I, think I bought... Uh, I think I bought Hot Hot Rocks next, and then you know, then you start buying these older records, and then all of a sudden you catch up, and you're like, "When's the next record coming out?" Right, and, and then yeah. somehow they weren't as good as those first records. When we were growing up in the '70s, like the guys who were older than us, the the, we. Uh, the drug dealers around us would say, "The Stones, you're still listening to the Stones," because by then it was considered like the Stones are. Velvet, Stones, Velvet Underground. That was all gone. That was done. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want oh, to. The I, other I, guys I, would I, say, "No, I, I saw I them in '69. I saw them in '72, and we're like, it's '78 and '79, and we're going to see the Stones, and we're all hyped up on the Stones." But to them, it was old news, and then it's amazing how how they've lasted. And made yeah, them. I mean, you know, the Stones, and I divide my last book up by the three guitar players. There are some that when, you know, Brian Jones uh, was kicked out and died in 69 and the Stones were over and have never been as good as that. Right. I mean, I'm reading this book now. You know, these guys talk about the Stones selling out as soon as they wrote their own songs and stopped playing the, the blues covers. You know, that's how that's how you can parse this thing. Yeah. And then there were the guys that obviously like, oh, no, I mean, after after Exile, it was all over. And it, I mean, that was certainly the peak for me, but... Uh, 
Post. I mean, I think some girls is another peak that comes fairly close. Yeah, to some girls a great fucking some record. Some girls clobbers it. That was like their rebirth. I have yeah. a couple of weird questions for you. Mc, post yeah. post McTaylor era. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. What's about what about? Well, it's actually you know arguably not post McTaylor era because it's off tattoo. You worried about you. Yeah, is that in my top ten? Uh, not in your top ten. No, no, just what you crap or not crap. Oh no, I mean that whole record's great. I mean, honestly, I don't think there's a bum track on on some on Tattoo You, but it's uh, a, as you say, it goes it goes pretty far back some of those tracks. And uh, I mean, I would listen. I just I would listen to one side at a time and just keep repeating the mellow side, you know, with Heaven. And um, I mean. I just I just love that record. The oh, tops good. and I mean even the jam, even the sort of throwaway slave is an amazing song. How about I'm, this so, I'm gonna I'm gonna just just destroy your Facebook inbox with links. <laughs> oh no. Me and How you, about the me, uh, and you, me and you? Oh, you don't know. You just the, you just found your new best friend. It's not too late to defriend them. I love that. I love that Keith solo stuff, man. Struggle. Struggle. Yeah, I mean, and the you know the uh, talk is cheap and uh, dirt. Uh, you know the uh, what was the second one? Uh, uh, the one with Eileen on the it. The expensive wine house. <laughs> it's, it? yeah. it's called the yeah, one with Eileen on it. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 as I said, I, I think a lot of those songs are like Keith. You know, you got the Keith would like write ninety percent of the song or something like that, or just he would have the the soul and you know, and the heart of the song, but he wouldn't necessarily have sort of the brains. Or I don't know how you want to say it, but what I said in the book was like it was like these alley oop passes from Mick, who was just not there to slam him back into the net. You know, like some of these right. songs were almost there. They would be <laughs> That's classic a great way songs, to put it. but they were certainly better than any Stone songs of the of that era, like the Dirty Work era or, and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, the- yeah, so uh, all right, I have one more. Uh, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm seven out of ten with the Rolling Stone expert Bill <laughs> from Buffalo self, Tom. Self appointed. By the way, he's he's in he's in a band called Buffalo Tom too. If you want to go look them up, <laughs> that's fine. That. I heard he's into the music. I got man. I got one more, and I hesitate to put it on because it's such a, like a popular song. But uh, these are I had to cross out Tumbling Dice. Oh come on! And I had to cross out Gimme Shelter for Bitch. That's a bad one. Uh, oh no no. Uh, well, bitch, I love, but I mean, not top ten. Put those three in. Uh, order. Tom, no no. I guess it would top. I don't know. Again, I don't know where your numbers are, but I would probably put. <laughs> if you're asking me, I'd probably put tumbling dice yes. away ahead of that yes. one. Uh, and, okay. And give me shelter. Give me shelter. To me, is is perhaps yeah. the greatest rock song. Right. I almost went nine out of ten. Then. Yeah. I, I did can't good. Tell you how but, many. Uh, good I, my favorite Stone song, I think, for me personally, my personal favorite, the one. That, Emotionally grabs me most is "Let It Loose" off of the uh, Exile. Oh, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not anywhere near a hit or anything, but it's, it's, it's to me uh, the most emotional. You can hear it's like Jagger, Jagger at his most raw. Right, you could hear the uh, they're not messing around and it's all real in that song for some reason. Does that make any sense? It's almost like they're just playing for the room, just playing for each other, you know. Yeah, they are so high <laughs> during that song. <laughs> hey. Smile on your face. Hey, yeah. Well, now you're singing Shine a Light, which right. is also amazing. Oh, yeah, that's song. right. Oh, yeah, Let It Loose is uh, similar. <laughs> the little piano bits in Let It Loose really kind of put it yeah, on Yeah, that, 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 that Leslie guitar. Who's that woman on your arm? That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, Bill, I was in I the... I got him to do it, guys. What is, what is Bill's latest book? Is that the... That, is that the uh, yeah, I we talked about? Oh. We'll start writing something. 
Can we do one thing <laughs> quick? Can everybody here name their favorite Stone song? Oh, is that possible? Hard, is that possible? I was going to bring this up. I have a different favorite Stone song well, every Bill, week. Bill says "Let It Loose." Yeah, uh, every week. Yeah, I go back and forth. Like it rocks off two I weeks ago. Can if I... you ask me, would be just the way it opens. I could I could play this game. I have my answer for this week, and it's ridiculous. But it came on someone's shuffle at the bar, someone's jukebox selection off of the internet at the yeah. bar, so I can't control that. Somebody played "Undercover of the Night." And now I, it's my song of the week. I can't take a ticket. Brian Musical, song of the week. Actually, John, I haven't cued Song of the week. can't stop listening to Listen, it. Listen, it's a badass song, even though it's disco y. It's yeah, a badass song. I pulled song. up the whole album again. Now I'm exploring every other deep tracks off that record. I got to say, some, some, yeah, I, I have some Stones fans that think of that as one, as one of their greatest. Actually, like, as a great <laughs> I comeback I song. Disagree. I disagree. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, an inter- it's an interesting song. It took a lot of work for them to get that song down. I love it now. I, I have to admit, a song I hated as it came out. I love it. Oh, oh, can I go? Can yeah, I go? Sure, sure, Mario. As go. a child of the <laughs> '70s, I'd have to say the anthem was "Sympathy for the Devil." It was. Wow, I can't face. That didn't even make the top ten. I can't. Hey, Mario, you, we were talking about uh, rock and roll circus, and you know, Stones showed that for for like over over fifteen years I because know, they when... felt their performance was subpar, uh, in particularly uh, in, in in relation to how great the Who were in that in that. In that, and I, I bought it when it came out. As soon as it came out on VHS, and you know, on you can even get this stuff on Spotify. There's a great version of Your Blues with the Dirty Mac, which is yeah, Lennon, yeah, Keith yeah. on bass. Oh yeah, that's and, a really good version. Yeah, oh, yeah. the There's whole a, show is amazing. The the side show and the and the people on acid just watching everything. The right. video of that's amazing. great yeah. because you, you always think of uh you know the Stones and the and the uh, Beatles as these polarizing guys who kind of hate each other. And then then they play the show, my, and they both just rip it up. It's my great. favorite ver- of that is my favorite. Ver- Version of uh, you can't always get what you want is on that. On That's that. a good one, yeah. And like Brian Jones is completely muted, like he's not. It's so it's cool. just, that, that is such a cool version. Yeah, but it's just it's Keith, Keith and Charlie just throwing it back and forth. Yeah, and especially when you when you know they've just recorded that. I think with, I don't know how probably within months. I think and uh, and and they're so tired and it's so late at night, which is kind of why they. They blamed their performance of being sort of lackluster. And Brian is completely out of it at that oh, point. Sadly. But but I love how upfront and dry and often Keith I'm sorry, sorry Nick's vocal is where he's just coming up to the camera and playing to the camera, but it's like it's just so T V vocal. It's like this uh, and he's, he's approaching it in a completely different way than he did on the, on, on the recent record, you know, on the recent recording. Maybe, yeah, maybe it wasn't even. I have to check the date. I, I assume it was recorded and released by that point. Yeah, but. it should be. Yeah, but it, but I mean, it couldn't have been that far off. I mean, judging from the way those guys worked, at they that released stage. that on a record. No, well, you can't hear one. Came out in a VHS. Oh, you mean, and then oh, oh, no, oh, I, mean, oh, I, I don't mean that version. Yeah. I mean, uh, although I think that record, I think there is probably a. I don't know. I think there's there, a record. Yeah, I think there yeah, was a rock and, and roll circus I record. That's what you listen to on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but that. It, but I think what Bill's uh, pointing at is that it was. It was that it's it's so markedly different from the recorded version. And it was so close to after they had actually recorded it. Yeah, and this one, but yeah. A bunch of in hand, fact, they, uh, are telling you know, you they, they, they didn't start to come back to that recorded version until even, I think, the last tour when they started bringing out a choir in each town and mm-hmm. they sort of, you know, they sort of came back to that gospel version. Like, if you listen to all the live versions of the 70s, it's a, it's a, it's a very different approach. It's kind of a groovier, uh, funk jam kind of thing. Uh, so, Bill, do you mind if uh, we play Do you have anything to plug, by the way? you have a new album out or anything? 
no, I'm working on this. Well, Buffalo Tom's starting to kick around some songs, but I have this record that's going to be coming out with, um, I don't know if you guys know the Figs, Mike Gent. Uh, yeah. Figs. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, he was in a band called The Gentleman. So I've got uh, two, I got, got half of The Gentleman, uh, Nick, I'm uh, sorry, Mike Gent, and uh, Ed Velasquez. <laughs> yeah, Pete, player, Steve, who, whatever their names are. Yeah, okay. uh, I got those two guys, uh, guitar and bass, playing with me, and this guy, Eric Anderson. We're called the Needy Sons. Uh, I, just t- I just took everything sort of down that we were putting up on Bandcamp because we're going to put out a record at some point. Oh, that we've, right. we've got like 10 songs done and mixed and we're about to master them. Um, so I don't know what the hell we're going to do with it. I just don't know what people do anymore. Just, right. You just put it on the internet <laughs> or do you get a label? I don't, I don't know. know. Our band, uh, we just, we, we put out a record and, uh, you know, we just put records out and put the digital download in there and a CD maybe and uh, call that a day. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll put a CD. I mean, yeah. I, I did vinyl for my... Last solo album, which is the last bit of music I it's released. A, it's uh, expensive, but I, I feel like, you know, people need to have a, some kind of artifact, you know? R- rather I think than, it has to, it makes it real. Digital is too uh, disposable, in my opinion. It really is. I mean, people that click on it, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of listen to a song or two. I mean, you know, you spent like a year putting together 10 songs that people might listen to once, right. even if you're... Listen, a band that this is somebody this, really knows. What I think is when you're on the internet, it's like the time to be on the internet. So in your mind, if you're on Facebook on your phone or something like that, if if you watch yeah, that's if, right. you, if you watch 20 seconds of a vi- of, of a video, that's a lot. So if you you know people don't they're, they're on they're on Facebook to like check Facebook, not to listen to music. So if you I know, you we know, really are we don't, we really are just distracted in too many different directions. I don't know yeah. if vinyl is the is the antidote to that. Right. I, I I mean I have I have Sonos at home, so I like the Bandcamp stuff because you can put that right into your Sonos stream. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Bandcamp's yeah. great. Bandcamp is a fantastic site, actually. Really good. Well, and and yeah. also, if you're on your stupid phone messing around and you play a Bandcamp song, the song will keep playing, unlike YouTube or something like that, you know, while you're fucking around. Which That's I like, right, yeah. Which and I it's like. a good app, and there's it, and it a good discovery aspect to it, and I can't say I have all the time to delve into all this stuff, but... I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm I'm interested to see where this where all this stuff goes. I'm 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 but I don't spend a whole lot of time. I'm I'm not like David Lowry, really considering how <laughs> how, how all this. Was. And I and I and I, and I thank God for David Lowry. I mean, I thank God there are people like him that are paying attention. I just don't. It's just not something I have the the bandwidth right. or, or the time to consider that much. And. I just don't know where this is all going. So what you're saying is it's that probably down the probably down the toilet. Probably <laughs> what you're saying is that we're uh, you you have officially given us permission to play every Buffalo Tom song on this radio station. <laughs> oh anyway. no, I, I would uh, I would <laughs> I would love you to play Buffalo Tom. So is that, is it, did I just sign off on something? Or yeah, I don't know. I just I like to if, if, if I ask somebody and they say fine, I play it, and then if not, I just erase it's a it. verbal and yeah, binding I mean, we, contract. We haven't <laughs> talked. We, we haven't really talked about Buffalo Tom at all, have we? We're just about the early days. We but yeah, no, I mean play play anything. Yeah, fuck Buffalo. Tom, you want to play crap, yeah, not crap? Th- yeah, next time you're coming in. So um, right. uh, it's a game. I'm just gonna get uh, quickly. Do you have time? Do you have like ten minutes? Or you gotta yeah, go? I'm, uh, it's, where, where am I going? It's uh, it's Friday night at ten. 10 it, never, it never takes ten <laughs> I'm minutes. I'm not going out. Very very simple game, Bill. I'm just gonna uh, give you uh, a, a name of a band. You're gonna say whether they're crap or not crap. If you feel like you need to stop and qualify your answer, that's fine. Are you ready? Okay. Right. Yeah. Crap, not crap. With Bill, here's Zappa. Zappa. Frank Zapp. Uh, I, I, I will say not crap, but I never quite got it. Bruce Springsteen. Not crap. New York Dolls. Not crap. Metallica. 
Not crap, I guess, but I never quite got that music. <laughs> Just crap them. Don't worry about it. Foo Fighters. Not, not my thing. Uh, Foo Fighters, nice guys. I don't think it's quite crap, uh, but it's just, I, I, there's not a whole lot of Foo Fighters that I don't like, latch on to. You're not breaking out a Foo Fighters album tonight and be like uh, cracking open a bottle of wine. Listen no, to I have never bought a Foo Fighters record now. Uh, Deep Purple. Deep Purple, no way. No, not, very much not crap. Right. Space Trucking, baby. Van Halen's. <laughs> Van Halen, I say crap. What? Thank you. I, oh, Thank wow. You, he crapped in. I think we're going to we skip the roll. To me, Stones. that was one of the first, like, I don't know. No, not the first. I mean, New York Dolls were a bit cartoony. Kiss was way cartoony. Van Halen was like, yeah, we're cartoony, but we can also really play. But that was an era where I was, you know, it's like it really kind of separated different camps of, of guys that play yes. guitar back right. then. Like, you got it. You got it, Bill. So Bill, just you wanking. feel I, right. I want to hear Neil Young and Keith. I don't want to hear yeah. Eddie Van Halen just wanking off. It's obnoxious. It is obnoxious. It's over the top. But I, I know a lot of people that I, I I love that love it. But it's just because I say it's crap. I, I take a stand on that one. He's taking a stand. There He's taking Stan Halen, Fog Hat. Uh, I would say it's <laughs> sort of middling crap, but I don't really know a lot of podcasts. Ah, I know slow ride. No, no one does. Free ride? Is it slow ride or free ride? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think free uh, slow, free rides like Johnny Winter. I would. I don't know. Match, you know free ride. Match Mario song. <laughs> uh, Credence. They had a couple good songs. Let me, let me back up and tell you. One of the first places we played with uh, Bubble Town was a, a battle of the bands in Hadley, Massachusetts, out in Western Mass between. Amherst, where we went to school, and Northampton, which is where we lived. So there's an old roadhouse, and it was a real metal joint. And it, it's to, to, the, to the extent, oh, really, like, sort of like a Brooklyn or Long Island type of metal joint, and in as much as it's called Katina's, and they had a in front of the stage a snake pit with a um, uh, some live snakes in it <laughs> un, under the floor. So you had a plexiglass baby, floor. Baby, baby rattles. And we, and, <laughs> and we played there. But... Uh, I think it was like maybe a week later, I was driving by and like a white stretched limo out in front of Katina's and it was Fog Hat playing. <laughs> it's the second Fog Hat reference of this show. It's like, we may have given up the arenas, but we're not giving up the white stretched limo. So you grew, you were an Amherst kind of guy. Who's the biggest uh, jerk in Sebado? Is it uh, Lou or Jason? <laughs> I don't know. Lou, Lou's actually a great guy. And. Uh, there's a guy. There was a guy named Eric who was a bit difficult. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I, you know, I met them all, and Jason's the nicest guy ever. Lou's great, and uh, I met Eric Gaffney, and I didn't. I, I won't say he was like uh, not uh, a nice guy, but What's he was just difficult. He had his own difficult. way. He had his own way. He actually asked me. We we saw Sebado the night before, so then we went to uh, uh, um, what's the place Maxwell's. Maxwell's in Hoboken, and uh, wait, you I, opened up for him. Oh, uh, not that time. Uh, no, okay. maybe not that. I don't know. Not that so time. I'm outside and uh, we're smoking a cigarette, and uh, here's he, he's smoking a cigarette, and he goes, "Uh, hey, did you see your show last night?" I go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I was there." So he goes, "Uh, do you notice that like Lou purposely kicked his uh, effects pedal out of the wire?" I'm like, I, "I don't know. I saw like the sound dropped out for a second. Look accidental to me." He's like. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> like he was like uh, trying to glean information from me that like oh. Lou was trying to purposefully <laughs> sabotage. sabotage the show. <laughs> well, I told you. I oh was man! Outside. I mean, uh, he, he, we all. I think we've all got. If we've ever, ever 
and then you guys have spent time on the road. It's like I think I think we got, we all got a little bit out enough. Yeah. <laughs> is that guy, oh yeah. Is, is is my bass player looking at me that way because of something? I, you know, is he is he trying to get in my fucking head with something? Right. Or you know, it's like well, you're so focused. That's all you start to think about is everything else that's going on around you. You're so like in this like you know camera eye of tour, and so you know it's uh yeah, I'm not the first person that's like into a submarine. It's like it's like it's like a movable cabin fever. Movable, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it's like you know something as as something as uh, simple as a truck stop becomes like an acid uh, stimulation. You you've been on the road for ten hours. You go in, you buy some trucker tapes, and you're like, it's like the greatest thing of all time. It's like you're hallucinating. It's like fluorescent lights and red hot dogs and donuts and nothing is real. And time I mean, time right. doesn't exist because you've blocked yeah. it out already. It's a weird fucking thing. Yeah, I no, hate it. Though, and, 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 I, and I and I and I I don't I try not to, especially as I get older. I look back in those days, and I try not to judge anybody. Or I mean, Eric was a guy I would hang out with because we toured with those guys, and I could see him being challenging to people. There's certain personalities that are very strong, and and uh, I, I I I think of them as somehow Eric. I always thought of like there's a guy that seems really really intelligent, and he's right. he's sort of struggling with just this basic. Um, this basic rock and roll life. It's like a lot of the really intelligent guys had a hard time with being in the rock milieu. I mean, like look at look at Kurt Cobain for example. It's like how do you how do you sort of square all that? And uh, yeah, you know, there are people that had great success and there are people that have even moderate moderate success that I think had difficulty dealing with that. And uh, there were guys. I'm not saying Eric was all guys at the time. I haven't seen Eric in uh, probably at least twenty something years. And but that's kind of how I looked. I grouped him in that. Group, but the other, yeah, Jason, Bob Say, who was in the band for a while, the funny yeah. man, yeah, uh, Lou, Lou, I just saw at the dinosaur thirtieth, and it's just like uh, just a, just like we hadn't, it's like we hadn't hadn't missed, hadn't seen, it's like we had hadn't missed all those years, you know, it's just a really great guy. Well, what you're talking about, it's kind of the blessing and the curse that if you're in a successful band, usually there's at least two. If there, you have three guys in the band, at least you know two guys are super like like genius intellect, and that's the also kind of the downfall of it is that you have to think about. What you're doing by all the, the time. By the way, I got to say, that's fucking crazy. Dinosaur 30th. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Really, yeah. I, I, that really just hit me in the face. Well, it's our, it's our 30th anniversary this year, yeah. And wow. it's like, wow. it's awesome. in 86. Crazy. So. I remember when I was in uh, high school, Green Mind was the first, like, really rock kind of indie album that I listened to that was like, man, this is the fucking, this is the shit. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Love right. that album. Right. Well, Bill, at the sync. Yeah, I, rem- I remember walking in uh, to Fort Apache while Jay was recording that, because it was, it was mostly Jay on that on that record. And yeah, he's playing drums, I think, too, right? Yeah. Pre- yeah and just, what and was it that, It was a Jay? whole different vibe for them at that point. I just <laughs> loved it. I just hung out in the studio for a while while I was laying some of those tracks down. It was, I felt very fortunate to be around that stuff. Really? Oh, cool. shit, Jay! <laughs> you hear <Sorry>. that track, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Jay, that guitar sounds like a BB <laughs> wheel! <laughs> oh, my God, Jay! <laughs> you gotta plug that thing in, Jay. We're gonna be famous, Jay. <laughs> Holy shit! Turn it up to ten, Jay. Yeah, Bill. It was it was. Let me come over's twentieth anniversary. Was it twenty? Uh, let me come over came out in ninety two. So mm-hmm. what's the math on that? I think it's twenty five. It'll be twenty five in, in, in a year, I guess. Right? Okay. Wait, Jay, right? Jay Maskus <laughs> plugs in his amp and is like, "Wow, we're hearing some shit we ain't never hear before, Jay." <laughs> All right, uh, quickly, I'll give you, like, three more. I'll try to give you the uh, more polarizing ones. Rush. 
crap or not. Oh, crap. I, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Oh, I mean, again, <laughs> I, 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 you know, people told me I had to, I had some sort of Facebook thread on Rush going, and I was like, oh, God. Um, well, it's I don't like, know what, what you might as well post about politics. And, and, I, I watched that documentary, and like, People tell me like, oh no, it'll, it'll, it's almost like it'll it'll make you think about them at least in a different way. I'm like, I don't think of these guys as jerks. I just thought of them as dweebs, and yeah. they totally <laughs> come off as dweebs that played dweeby music for other dweebs. It was just dude rock that you know, over just overly mathematical and like uh, yeah. based on technique. And uh, I just and the lyrics were just silly. When you let your drummer. You're, you're Ayn Rand. Uh, you let your drummer, uh, drummer, write, drummer the write the lyrics. You know? You're not supposed to talk to that guy. Yeah, that guy's there for one reason, and that's to stand in the corner and be weird and drum. You know well, what? Let me tell you this. I mean, his story is, you know, his, right. his later years are an amazing story. Oh, yeah, with the motorcycle stuff. And, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, but that could happen to anybody. I was reading about yeah, it. Yeah, so I, I mean, I hate I hate this categorization. I'm sure other people that play this game say the same thing. It's like, uh, it's hard for me to write off that whole thing as crap, but it wasn't for me. So in my book, it was crap, you know, if I, totally if, if crap. I It's really talented crap. Right. No. It's cup stacking. Yeah. It's it's you know it's juggling. Right. It's uh, it's uh, bloated. It's, we, uh, yeah. we, weird time signatures for the sake of it, not for the I, so, I never, not in service of the song. Just to but, show they could get away yeah. with it. I never got that song. What's that? That mean, mean man. He's a mean, mean Tom lawyer. Tom Sawyer, the most famous Russian. With Tom Sawyer. What right. the hell's going on? <laughs> Ma- Ma- Mario <laughs> can't remember anything. That was, an, unca- like that was an uncanny rendition. <laughs> I'd rather listen to that, I'll, to be honest with you. I will, I will <laughs> sing a Stone song without telling you Let's the title. No, no, in. please, please. It's three bars. In, it's an Italian-Spanish oh, hybrid. Oh, God. Here we go. See if you guys, who's the first one who could guess what song I'm singing? Though. All right, here's Mario. He's going to sing a stone song <laughs> in half Mario. Italian, half uh, Spanish, I guess. Christ. Ciao, ciao, rubacore. Sesame Street. Ruby Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, uh, me, me and Bill Bill got it before me, but we pretty much got the same thing. We got it. <laughs> you win, gentlemen. What, what do you think? I like kind of like those old jangly uh, early stones. Grazie, grazie. I got to say... Just to go right back real quick, real quick, uh, what were you talking about for song? I got to say a special place in my heart for uh, the last time. That's, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. not a Stone song, though, right? I know, they I know, but, it. dude, it, no, it doesn't it matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. They it's, stole everything. What do you feel about that, Bill? Do you, do you mind the stealing? <laughs> no, we all steal from everybody. You do know, you? Sure. Now, all right, so this one I wanted to ask you. Let's go back to the Buffalo Tom thing for one second. You're in a oh, speaking fam- of stealing. Yeah, speaking of stealing, you're in a famous <laughs> band called Buffalo Tom, and uh, you sit down to write a song, and you realize the riff starts to sound like something you've heard before. Do you stop and start over, or you say "fuck it" and you steal a riff? Oh, I mean, a riff. If uh, no, I mean, even uh, you know, like the Kinks stole "Satisfaction" riff. Uh, uh, I don't want to hear excuses. Me um, no, I mean a riff. A riff alone is not is not stealing. Really, oh, interesting. It's like using a color when you paint. Anyway, John's getting well, way too familiar with our guest. He's barking at him now. Can, yeah. I'm coming over there. Can you uh, steal a color scheme? It's like using a color. It's yeah, like, uh, there's a difference. No, I mean you can't. I, 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 it depends how distinctive the riff is. I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, you, you take satisfaction. It's one of the most distinctive and iconic guitarists. If, if not the most. And to me, the Kinks took it and made it 
like into a different song. It's like if you if you base the whole song and, and then still they made it into twenty it, songs. Catch me down, fall with uh, Superman or no? Uh, yeah. uh, catch me, catch me on falling from one of the um, later records. Oh yeah, yeah, seventies records. Mm-hmm. All right, so there he is. There, Bill saying that Buffalo Tom stole every riff. He's on record. <laughs> we have him on tape. Okay, Bill. Uh, just uh, let's see. What's more, Paula? Kiss. Crap, not crap. Uh, crap. Prince. Prince. Yeah. No, not crap. Lou Reed solo. <laughs> uh, there was some crap in there, but no, not 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 overall crap. Jethro Tull. Uh, crap. For the most part, crap. It's Tom, all right. You Tom Waits. No, Tom is uh, Tom is in my top three. Wow, really. Uh, see, I'm a Tom Waits fan, and I, I know a lot of my peers hate Tom Waits. They hate the his, his affectation that he's like some kind of railroad hobo, and it pisses everybody off. But I never got that. I, I think he's fine. I like Tom Waits. I, I love I love every phase of Tom Waits, and 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 I mean, some of his later records I started to lose track of. But I I, I was one. I was a religious. Like I said, top three. So let's say. Maybe top four: Beatles, Stones, uh, Dylan, and Waits are and are up there. Even sort of before Van Morris yeah. and Elvis <laughs> and, and those guys for me. That's a, um, that's I think he's serious. He's that's the there. second yeah. time you mentioned Van Morrison. You have a real affinity for him. What? Uh, well, I just, I just, I, yeah, definitely. Van is way up there too. Van, uh, the uh, Van. Van I saw. Uh, you know, I just saw this week, so that's why he's. Uh, uh, it's uh, but I mean, I think I think Van is as much of an influence on Buffalo Tom as. Probably more so than the Stones, in fact. Wow! Know? Wow! And how how, so I, I think, how was Van at the concert? Was he, uh, he was great. I, I, I've seen him like I said five or six times. Um, I've seen him mostly be middling, kind of like not so great, not so not so hot. A couple of decent moments in the past, uh, but I saw him once. The last time I saw him before this the, before this time was uh, he, he had Solomon Burke opening for him right. in Boston, which which was amazing in and of itself. And then I think it really spurred him on and he put on what I remember as being one of the greatest shows. I don't remember the details. It was so long ago in the nineties, but this, uh, show I had horrible seats. Um, but it was one of the best shows I remember. Uh, he sounds like he's 30 years old. Uh, honestly, his, his vocals. And one of the great he got really so into that thing that Van does when he gets into vamps and just starts to go back and forth on yeah. two chords and improv and really gets out there. And, uh, I thought he was really inspired. Did he play into into the Mystic? He did. That's I a like great that fucking tune, man. I love that one. It is you a know, great song. If, yeah, if, you just, was, if you just threw Brown Eyed Girl out the window, I'd be happy. I'd take everything out. And Moon Dance. <laughs> yeah. No, I like Moon Dance. I think he thinks he's got to throw the bone out there every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's Mac the Knife. Leave him alone. What's, what's wrong with you, Ryan? That's a good song, too, actually. All right. Uh, Pink Floyd. Another polarizing No, one. not crap. Not crap. not crap. You're a Floyd fan? Um, yeah, not a, not a huge Floyd, but I guess I'm a very media. I guess probably have all the records, I guess. But so I'm, I'm all up right. There. Well, this is, it leads us down an interesting road. The Grateful Dead. No, I love the Grateful Dead. Yeah, I knew you did, you hippie bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, I've, I've a, seen some great Dead shows. A bunch saw, of blank tapes in '96. I saw Talon and the Dead on the 4th of July on acid in, uh, <laughs> in, in Foxborough, Massachusetts. It was one of the greatest days of my life. That's a good I time. would like to uh, tell the audience right now, for those of you who are listening and thinking about doing acid in Foxborough, Massachusetts, do not do that. 
ever. Well, <laughs> or at least yeah, don't do you, the Browns. You definitely don't want to do it at, 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 the, at, the, at the Patriots games. Yeah. Uh, Especially <laughs> in 2007. <laughs> oh, I have to say, this is some show we went from having a kid's band on to talking about dropping acid in Foxborough. Yeah. Well, when, you, when you're... Hey, when in, when in Foxborough. When you're, when you're undefeated and you're on acid and, you, uh, and the New York Giants come and beat you, Oh. In the only game that you've lost, oh, you had to go. he's to win harboring resentment. The Super Bowl. He's harboring resentment. Oh, you're, oh, you're, you're, you're not, not going to hurt me. You're not going to hurt me with football stuff. I couldn't oh, care okay. less about football. All right, let's go on uh, television. <laughs> oh, I love television. Gang of Four. Oh, I love Gang of Four. We'll skip Husker do the Clash. Uh, not, not, not crap at all. MC Five. How about cut the crap? Crap or not crap? Who is cut the crap? But that's not that's not really the clash. Now come on, right? Blue oyster cult, not crap. King crimson, not crap. King missile. I don't really remember King missile. It's kind of funny songs, right? Detachable. They were they were with a little bit experimental, like negative land, or sort of in that sort of no strong water type. They're part of like Kramer mm-hmm. sh- shimmy disc thing, detachable. Yeah, with, Cra- with Kramer. Yeah, remember? remember yeah, de- detachable? I, don't re- I don't really remember the music though. King, King Diamond. Oh, King Day. King Diamond. I don't know. I know who he is. Makeup wearing sort of prog rock guy, right? Right. D.D. King. I don't really. Who? D.D. King. Uh, oh no, not crap. So I saw <laughs> D.D. King when I was when I was like sixteen years old. Hey, I just nice juice that sound of small. Small club, uh, BB. No, I'm one of the most influential guys of all time. How about, how about D? How could, you guys even, how could you guys even have this category? Well, I'm I'm leading up. I'm leading up to this. How about DD King, DD Ramon's uh, solo rap career? Oh uh, yeah, I, I can't say I'm very familiar <laughs> with that. I, I remember it happening. All right, let's go. Iron Maiden. Uh, I don't really. I I, I guess I would say uh, I'm not that fan of that kind of stuff but that was a really enjoyable documentary though the flight of the maiden i think it's called right the iron maiden is a speed bump i love the iron maiden question I'm, nobody can figure yeah. out iron maiden i i don't like them <laughs> i think i didn't i didn't no, like sir. 80s metal at all like there's almost i can't think That's of right i mean i sort of like some anthrax here and there right. or maybe a slayer <laughs> tune or something like that but it was sort of the crossover stuff that i at least liked a little bit um but I didn't really like that big '80s arena rock stuff. How about Bad Company? Uh, no, not not crap. Paul Rogers, not great stuff. Here. <laughs> great stuff. All right, Phil Collins. You know, I'm going to say Phil Collins as a solo artist is crap, and I, and I and I sort of resent the fact that he's become amongst the little sort of hipster crowd. Yeah, uh, like sort of, an iron, <laughs> ironic uh, Phil Collins or whatever. Yeah. Rejudged as like no, he's not. He's, he's a genius. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, I'll give you one more. Aerosmith. This is the toughest one because the old. No, old not crap. I mean, I, I suppose there's some crap in there, but as a, as suppose a body there's of work, some crap in there. Crap. Body of work, ninety percent crap. I mean, no. the first. The, all right, come on. The first three albums are, are fine. John, rock, John, classic keep, rock. Keep your personal. You're right, Pat. I'm sorry. No, I mean even like even some of their later songs that were co-written by or doctored by uh, uh, other other artists. I mean, I'm, I, you're gonna find me as a fan of like that song "Angel," which is most people would consider crap. Oh. But I think it's a great big <laughs> FM radio track. I mean, you got to sort of it's sort of like the it's sort of like the Rolling Stones school of record reviews. You got to you got to sort of review them within their own context. Like I'm not gonna. 
Am I going to listen to that over the Who's to Do That? No, but <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a great song for what it is. All right. Final, honest, final, qu- answer. final question. Uh, Beatles or Stones? Stones. Stones, how mu- by how much? There you have it. What are you, by 40%? <laughs> by uh, how many more records did they do? Uh, by that many more records. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Fair, fair enough. What's the crappiest Rolling Stones song of all time? Uh, well, the first one that comes to mind is Mixed Emotions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? I, I, I think that's nowhere near the crappiest. Dancing with Mr. I gotta say, I, I got to say, of, of like the well-regarded era, my one of my, my one of my most hated songs that I'll turn off the radio is get off my cloud. I oh, really? Really? Even like yeah. the bad, the bad uh, Charlie. Charlie's drumming? putting on a clinic. Charlie's like, I hate it. Really? I hate it. The only version really of that weird. I actually like is uh, on Love Live, on where they kind of go into uh, they go into another song. I think a Bo Diddley song or something on on the Love Live El Macumbo side. This is a weird Stone song. I got a weird one because I always hated this one particular song, and recently. Within the past year, I heard it once. It clicked the right way, and I fucking love it now. Is under my thumb. I that, oh, it's good. Yeah. great song. I I I always it always bothered me. There was something about this kind of marimba. It, but yeah, <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, Bill, you oh, put you, always, I will always love that one. You put Miss You in the top twenty. No, top Miss 20, You top twenty five. Miss You no, not up in the top twenty. Not even twenty. Yeah. No, nah. I don't think so. No, I mean I put I put Beast of Burden and uh, 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 Whip comes down, and and before they make Ooh. me run, up before Michigan. right before they make me run, just the, one of the best. Oh, give me a guitar. I put that. I'm putting give that. Guitar, my, I'll do it right I'm now. I'm putting that in my top eleven. It's making the eleven. All right. Thank you. <laughs> no one cares. I'm just I'm screaming no at no one. one I guess. <laughs> well, thank you, Bill, so much. For is there anything you want to plug before we uh, take off? Here? No, no, no. Uh, no. You can go to uh, uh, yeah, Bill's uh, website, Bill B I L L J A N O V I T Z dot com, and you can see Bill's website's pretty freaking sweet. It's really smooth and cool. Yeah, you can go to Bill's website and check out all the stuff. All the books, all the records. Hey, Bill, oh, I, didn't, I didn't see any books on there. Yeah, there's books. No. Bill, I have a, <laughs> I have a quick question for you. Uh, I noticed that you wear a police badge on your guitar. Oh, I think it's a police badge on your oh, guitar snap, strap. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you asked about what that. Is you know what that is? No, I don't. <laughs> my my grandfather was. Uh, he, uh, uh, he he became the he, he started out as a garbage man in New York, mm-hmm. and became the deputy chief <laughs> of sanitation oh. for the five boroughs. And he used to get a car sent to him, and he had this badge that he had on his hat, and that was the ba- that's his badge. Oh, wow, interesting. That's great. Yeah, that's what, you know. It's so funny because that's uh, like one of the most important questions that uh, we just had this entire thing. It's just <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I came up last year, Bill, and I saw you guys at the Sinclair. Me and a bunch of dudes from New York drew up for that, and we all noticed the badge. How long have you been wearing that? Uh, probably only about a year or two. See? Yeah, I mean, I'm, we I, noticed. I, you know, it's, it's, that that wow. actually has a lot of sentimental value. I got that from my uh, my uncle's place. I was okay. uh, My uncle died, uh, and, and, and I went down there as, a, as the executor of his estate, and I was amongst his, uh, his things, and I brought it back from Miami with me. Well, it's cool looking That's too. Cool. It, you wear it well. He's like uh, Bernie Sanders. Hello? Uh, yeah, Hello? yeah, yeah Bernie. Right. They're like, uh, hey, uh, the Democrats don't wear American flags. I'm like, what's that thing on Bernie Sanders' suit? It's like some weird like button, and it, apparently it's just the button that like 
you don't have to go through the metal detector if you're like in Congress. Oh. <laughs> like they just say, oh, it's like ah. it's like a button. It's like I'm in Congress. Is it, I'm, yeah. go I'm in, in Congress. It. I can carry all is this. Is it true? Blow. Is it true that all the other garbage men had to bring their best garbage to the deputy inspector, and he got to pick whatever he wanted? <laughs> I, I didn't say inspector, but I, I do like that idea. <laughs> what was you know, he? It? Had this, uh, he had this like honeymooners relationship. He was this Italian guy. I'm, I'm half Italian, and he 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 had this okay. relationship with this. You know, they lived in in uh, in, in Hempstead, in this little village called Garden City South, oh, off yeah, of Hempstead yeah. Boulevard. Now that's Italian. And and he, you know, it, it was it was it was very much like you know, like the the opening of uh, or the closing of of all in the family, where it's like house, 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 little lawn, little lawn. And uh, his next door neighbor worked at, at JFK as a, as a luggage handler. And these are the—I mean—you tell these stories. You go, these are the days where guys like that could own a house and, and have a yeah. middle-class existence. And this yeah. is the kind of thing that that we're talking about in this political uh, this political season. And uh, his his he, he, my 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 grandfather loved life, but he you know he, he wasn't wasn't he's not like he was the highest intellect that he going to deal with but yeah. he was a funny guy. But he had this neighbor who would bust his balls all the time about. <laughs> oh, God. About being a garbage man that that gets this limo to come and pick him up or a town car, oh. because he became and a lot of it had to do with being in the in the democratic societies. And it was sort of the end of the ward bosses, but if you played well, you got you got this appointment kind of thing. And uh, that's right. So it was always I had a little kid just watching this Irish guy bust this Italian guy's balls, and it was it was very much like New York to me. <laughs> my memories of New York. Garbage, sanitation is the best job. If I didn't go into education, I would have been a garbage man. I'm envious. Well, of you say so, you say something very serious now which uh you know is is the way it is you can't you cannot buy if if i was me 10 years ago now i cannot buy this house not a hope not a freaking hope mm-hmm. I, there's no middle class existence and i don't no. want to all right so all right all right but, yeah it's I'm, you know, can i'm gonna get into it yeah and i'm gonna regret it and i'm gonna yell let's, at everybody let's play some buffalo Tom. and uh yeah. what i'm let's, here let's, to let's say is i'm gonna assassinate hillary clinton thank you <laughs> oh no you <laughs> won't i will thank you i will kill her and uh now we, now we got, i'm sorry now you got listeners now we got listeners all right thank you bill thank you so thank much for you, calling bill. in bill Thanks. there's bill i mean wow what a great conversation yeah. thanks for spending some time with us bill we talked about the rolling stones the whole time well, that to me is a good night. Thanks, guys. All You're right, welcome. man. Thank, thank you, man. You, sir. I re- really, right. really appreciate you calling in. Great job. Uh, you got to come me. in, come yeah. in next time. Yeah, yeah. Come in, come back to Queens, Bill. We'll go to Taco Bell. We'll go to, we'll go to VIP. To- <laughs> I drove up there for you. <laughs> that sounds good. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks, dude. So long, brother. Okay, See take you. care. Yep. All right, Bill. Hmm? Have a good night, sir. Yeah. Wow. It's Bill Janovitz of Buffalo Tom. It's a hell of an interview, right? Yeah, now. yeah, good. That was an yeah, uh, hour and 45 minute interview. <laughs> guy, the longest guy. in Barrage history. What the hell? And I regret not a moment of it. I would like to have him on for another two hours. That's like three mm-hmm. minutes longer than Marin. <laughs> that guy wow. was Here's... fucking boring, dude. <laughs> um, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. If you're listening, Bill, don't listen to Ryan. He's uh, <laughs> normally a very sweet person. I don't know what just happened there. Yeah, Bill I... did a great job. Sure. And he... I'm up on this. You insulted Van Halen. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we'll be back after these words <laughs> from our sponsor. Radio. Live from the garage.
That's Soda Jerk by Buffalo Tom, and we're back. We're going to do the Ryan game. We're going to do Tommy's news. Tommy's not here, but we're going to do his news. Mario's going to. I don't know if I should do the news. Maybe I should just wait till he comes back next week and put in a professional. Uh, Why you being uh, you being a baby? I know. He he has some great stories. You need a Bubba. This you big chance. No, I don't. I don't. I just problem. I just don't want to do the news. After four years, all of a sudden you're offended. No, I'm not. <laughs> He's mad because I thought to last week there was a secret away. meeting to get rid of me. I'm like they're plotting <laughs> against me. No, I stopped doing meetings. It's very like public. Three years ago, I don't do meetings anymore. And we the, just, I say this is my philosophy: show up if you want. The if biggest you don't, I'll voice see you later. of discontent, and if I didn't know him so well that I would sodomize him in a minute, was Ryan. He's always on my case. <laughs> I love you, Ryan. I give you a big fat kiss if I wasn't no, separated I, by I, Pat. Makes for great radio. Sex on stage in Amsterdam, my friend. <laughs> everything what? you do wrong, I call it out right away. I have, I have a few minutes of something to say. Then okay. do the game, and then if you want to do the news after the game, we'll Manifest. go back. To you it. have one minute and a half. I'll, no. I'll take three. Go. <laughs> First of all, it was a pleasure going to the Met game with you two gentlemen. Yes, but why oh, were by you the way, garbage without me. Wait, tell, let me let me ask you this. Brendan Bird texts me the next day. He goes. I smell beer. Brendan Burt, by the way, hasn't drank in like 20 years. He goes, I smell beer in the back of my car. Mario goes home with Brendan. Brendan goes, uh, 
it was an empty I'm, bottle. I'm I'm driving to work and uh, I smell something, so I go in the back seat and there's a bottle turned over in my oh, child's no. car seat. Oh, wrong. No. He's so wrong. It was an empty bottle on the floor. Why would you even leave I that in someone's car? The gyros on the car seat. The gyros needed to be protected. Dude, don't you know the code? If you're drinking in some back of someone's car, at least take your garbage with you. Yeah. Oh, he drops me off. Like we. This is we why had to Mario. Leave. This is he, why he drops me off. Mario's spinning all over everyone. He's. I, I wanted to get away from him. this. Sorry. Brian Musikoff's feeling. You bad. went to visit Dave Harrison. I went to you? visit Dave for an inning. Brian's like, I guess I'm not as fun as Dave. <laughs> like everyone's yelling at me. <laughs> I never yeah. said when that. When I go to the, I said, I said, be your own company at these games. Exactly. You, know? you, you, should, you should come to these Islanders games. Talk to strangers. When I when no pressure. Say that. I wouldn't oh, bet you for him to come I, back. By the way, I'm stuck for tomorrow because I, <laughs> no, I have one ticket no. and I need somebody to come oh, with me. Oh, well, the Ryan, poker game's a great on. place and to get Ryan, rid of it. Yeah, Ryan, I'll be, I'll be there tomorrow. Ryan, I know you're oh, going. Oh, and by yeah. the way, I won't be here next Ryan, Friday. Ryan, that's a hot ticket. I can oh, get you 100 bucks. Islanders for game five? Damn straight. Right. Game five? Game nice. four. Game four. Mm. So what, what? Islanders won the first game. That's where we're at. Yeah. And then they're playing tomorrow afternoon. Good for you, Pat. I'm rooting for you, Thanks, Pete. I don't like the Islanders, but I like Pat. Also, I do. See, there I you go. The <laughs> also, they tore it up on, on that first win, too, right? I'm not going to be like, yeah, we did it, everybody. Like at the yeah. end, but, you know, I'm happy for Pat. Sezika's yeah. certainly into Condra season. Sezika's <laughs> oh just double parked outside Steinway Street. <laughs> oh, God. In a fucking Camaro's. So then afterwards, since I was rushed out of the game and you guys hung out. <laughs> you just go ahead and power through. What happened? What happened? You guys found garbage without me? I'm quite They're a herpetologist myself. Tell me what you found. <laughs> What's that, Mario? You found garbage without me? I'm quite a herpetologist me? myself. <laughs> You're quite a herpetologist? I'm a quite a, a herpetologist <laughs> myself. I am a herpetologist. I used to have several uh, varieties of lizards and snakes <laughs> in my position. <laughs> But what I want to know, garbage. I'm All talking right. garbage, and you're not okay. helping me. Okay, yeah. it, it was it, it was garbage night, so everyone had their big sh- like it, the big collection night. So but everyone had their the shit out. On the other side, on the railroad side of Northern, we found this collapsible what looks like a Chinese table. Collapsible penis right. is my favorite Buffalo Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful table. It's found in the garbage. My neighbor's uh, my <laughs> neighbor's third round of uh, <laughs> of. Uh, Dumpster has arrived, and right. I'm in there picking, and I brought a treasure trove of uh, material here for you, John. Oh, really? You have Hockey garbage? magazines, wrestling magazines, a Mickey Mantle 1969. Mantle. Mantle? And <laughs> if you will allow me, I have two letters I want to read from this book. All right, go ahead. All right. this book. Wait, was I good. heard I can't take any of these prizes home, that you're taking them I'm all gonna back I'm going to leave you a little prize. All I right. got the Beatles hair. You want the Beatles hair? <laughs> Beatles. <laughs> Bill Adler's Love Letters to Elvis. This book has never been cracked, so I started going through it. And Eleanor, he has fans from all over writing him oh letters. Eleanor from Italy writes, Dear Elvis, I wish you were you are my boyfriend, not the bad ba- boyfriend I have. My boyfriend's name is Luciano, and he's 14 years. He is okay, but he has braces on his teeth, and sometimes his shirt is dirty, and his pants are ripped. I love Luciani, but I'm not sure I really like him. Are these Sloan lyrics? If I have a boyfriend like you, it would be good because with a boyfriend like Elvis Presley, I will have a boyfriend that I like and I love. And I P. am crazy S. of you. Luciano. And if I had a boyfriend like you, <laughs> Luciano could not to me sing. you seem just like you. I have one more if you will allow. <laughs> This guy is more what? scary. Roger S. <laughs> I don't know what USA. just happened. A letter from the to USA. Elvis. All right. <laughs> Are you ever lonely? I am lonely, I am lonely all the time. Years. That is why I'm writing to you, 
When I am lonely, the only person I want to be with is Elvis Presley. That's why I'm riding to you. <laughs> I write you from this fountain. Riding to you. North of Africa. Riding to you. Should I go on? <laughs> because I know that you and really I understand lonely you. people like me. <laughs> Do you ever think I could come and see <gasps> you when you when I am lonely, Elvis? I would come to your house and sit quietly for a few minutes and then I would leave. It isn't any fun to be lonely. I have lots of friends and relatives. I even have a dog, but I'm still lonely. He I hope you the will say yes, that Elvis. Game. That was because one television that had Man, this show out. ain't no good. Because, oh, man. Because I don't want to be lonely for the rest of my life. Lonely people watched, are very sad. He watched a Western and thought they were coming for him. You're a fan, Roger S., USA. I feel bad for Roger S., any one of us could be Roger S. Well, you got to work in your barrageness. <laughs> There's a lot of great letters in there. It's amazing. You know what I like? That John Wayne, he's pretty good, man. Yeah, you pretty talk good. about the Stones. That guy never pulled a piece on me, I'll tell you what. Lee Marvin. Elvis was pre-Stones. I guess that's, that's where the stealing really began. Right. Where'd you get the dumb No Elvis Beatles on the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah! And now, from a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play the Ryan game, where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Here's your host, Ryan Let's go on with the game. Every week, Ryan comes up with the game for us. We have no idea what it's going to be. What's the game, Ryan? Tonight, the game is going to be... Yeah! Cumberbunds, but it's TV version. Cumberbunds? Cumberbunds. <laughs> Go tux yourself. So. <laughs> Common bonds. Common bonds. So the last, the last you... half hour of every show just turns into John and R's private show. <laughs> 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 we, just, we just ignore everybody else and try to make each other laugh. Mario's writing poetry over there. I know what's happening. I'm getting ready to keep score. That's what I do for Ryan, no. even though he abuses me on a regular Listen, basis this is, now. this is the last poker night. It should be a, like my birthday. It is. Know? That's right. We didn't talk about that. Is this for real? It's for real. This is it. This is no more I'm poker sorry, after Ryan. this. I'm sorry, Ryan. Did he... Did you send an alert on the uh, text message that this was in? A lot of responses came through with it, too. We haven't Is Wasabi going to be here? I mean, there was some like real toast-worthy responses. We're too. celebrating that. Mm -hmm. We haven't cel even I celebrated the fact that I opened a bar that like three out of five yeah. of your bar. Oh, we didn't get to that yet. <laughs> you know, not allowed into well, wait, I, I wanted to bring that up for you. <laughs> I have an announcement. If this is the last poker game, then I guess I retired. It's nice knowing you guys. <laughs> John knows the only reason I come here is to take money from everybody and eat Fudwitches. This now is also, you can find another place. Where, where's the bottle of whiskey? Where's where, my fucking where parting go? gift? By the way, this is also the last Ryan game ever. So that's it. What? Not you, Music Off. I won the bottle of whiskey from the guy who's been take, take, take it from me for <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> Not you. See, I brought, I brought, I brought a bottle sorry. of Jameson. He doesn't bring shit. I'm sad. I didn't realize brought... the ramifications. I left you a voicemail last, <laughs> yesterday. You didn't respond. I said, Let's stop. Move on with the game. Stop leaving me voicemails. Also, awesome. Mario brought a, a dumb, like a Kojak style dum dum he's gomping on. What is, what is that? Ryan All right, here's the Ryan game. Okay. We'll talk about it after. Here's yeah. the Ryan game. Sorry, I can't remember Ryan. the last time I left we, we the still have to get to for Tom, somebody. Tommy Rockstar's news. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to start with Mario. Mario, I'm going to one by one name characters on a television show. And at any given time, you're going to try and name that show. Okay? The show that's being named. Right. 
Two fellas know Cumberbund. I can score Got some it. goofballs. You get, uh, there's going to be four characters, so if you get it on the first one, you get four points. If you get it on the last one, you get one point, okay? Oh, and if you can sing the theme song to the show, I can. then you get an extra point. Fuck the audience. Man. I'll try. I'll try my best. All right. I'm ready. Start with you. Ready? All yes. right. Okay. Vera Louise Gorman. Vera That's all one name or it's three people? Right. It's one name. Vera. Okay, keep going. Another name. Flo Castleberry. Flo Castleberry. Can we steal? Nope. Vera and Flo. Are we, we're all jumping in or is it just nope. him? Give me just another him. name. Yeah, just marry him. Okay. Mel Sharples. Oh, The Simpsons. Wrong. Wow. wow. What an idiot. The now, correct answer was everybody. Alice. Mel's Diner. Alice. Alice. Oh, man. And I was on acid with Bill uh, Maserati. That's right, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah I was for, right. Thanks for clearing that up for me, John. I've got a zero. <laughs> Castleberry being the giveaway. That's right. Alice, of course. I love Castleberry and Police Castleberry. Academy. Castle. Castleberry. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Pat next. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Mabel Thomas. Mabu. <laughs> Make it stop. Shirley Wilson. I got it. Yeah. Do Mom. You... What? Go on. What Mabel, was... Shirley, and. Mabu. <laughs> Mabu. Who? D. Thomas. Oh, uh, what's happening? That's right. You get two points. Yeah. Two points. And the best. Around because you Nothing's stole it. It's gonna ever keep me down. I saw Dave Harrison at the Mets game uh, on Wednesday. How's he doing, by the way? He's doing well. He's moving to. Uh, I saw Grateful Dead twice. He's he <laughs> saw the Grateful Dead twice, and he's moving to Louisville on the eighth. Oh, that's happening. Oh, David wow. Harrison is gone. Base, gone. Baseball and bourbon for you, David. He, be, he mentioned on the show last time he was he here. Be, he's interested in doing by that. By this time next week, he'll be watching the Louisville Cigar Bees or something. You know. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Pat. Sing the song for an extra point. Oh, uh, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, Colin Reed got it in the Jack Box. But, what's yeah. happening? No. What's <laughs> happening now? <laughs> I can't remember. What's happening? What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening now. What's happening? 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 He's never going to catch that pickup. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, to you got two points. Brian Musikoff. Right. Let's skip that one. Oh, here's a good one for you. Ready? Jessica Tate. Jody Dallas. Wait, wait, is that one person, Jody Dallas? Yeah. Danny Dallas. Dallas? <laughs> Marty Campbell. Dallas. Campbell. Dallas. I have no Campbell. Uh, Campbell. 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 <laughs> the correct answer is, is anybody got the answer to this one? Uh, Dynasty. Uh, Falcon Crest. No, no. Falcon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, said, he said it's a good one for me, so I don't know what that's supposed to be. But what is it? Yeah, how about Jody, the chat box? Jody chat box Jade says soap. Carl and Reed. Oh, oh God, I should. You're God right. damn it. Carlin Reed, you're God the best it. around. Carlin I Reed is know. always on top of the game, man. This damn guy it. is knowledgeable, dude. Yeah, because he's home and sober. <laughs> Send that man a prize. Home Anybody and sober is my new side one? project. <gasps> that's my that's least funny, favorite. And that's a, that's a real funny show. Right? <laughs> that was great. I love the show. 
So BS is like yeah, all drawn. Billy, Billy Crystal playing the gay neighbor. Oh, that's soap. such a funny show. Soap is great. I can't. Richard remember. Mulligan. I can't, love right, uh, right, Mulligan's. In, I can't. Richard remember Mulligan the is the, the Shakespeare of our time. <laughs> Ryan love, Shakespeare was an so, actor. Ryan, you got the theme for that? I love. I can't Billy, remember it. I love I Billy Crystal. Ron Roddy was Stop. the announcer on the show too. Stop. That's it. That's how it goes. Let's go to. How about John? John Houlihan. Yes. All right. Wait, I'm a little busy right now. Two to beat. Two to beat. Patrick Walsh in the lead. So it's so sad. It's minor. It's suicide. Dear Elvis, All right, John. I am so lonely. <laughs> Bobby Wheeler. Oh, uh, um, fucking. Uh, all right, give me a, give me the next one. Elaine O'Connor, Nardo. That does not help me. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, fe- um, Degrassi High. Oh man, oh. Uh, taxi. I figure Wheeler is a guy in a wheelchair or some shit. Taxi. Nardo. Oh, Bobby Wheeler. Nardo. These are excellent shows. Samantha. <laughs> Mona. <laughs> Don't steal my bit. <laughs> That's my Who's the Boss bit. I would have liked uh, yeah. to the Who's the Boss a lot better if uh, Louis shit. De Palma played. Uh, Samantha. Angela. Mona. Mona. You're out of scotch. Mm. <laughs> I, but my favorite, my favorite bit of taxi trivia is that uh, is that Tony was actually wasn't supposed to be named Tony, but they changed the name to Tony yeah, because they thought Tony Danza was too he stupid react- to answer to he's a too different fucking name. Stupid. Every, every show <laughs> he's he done, every show he's done, every show he's every show he's done has been named Tony. They're like we've been mm-hmm. calling this Stu not Steve for two weeks. This shit ain't working. He doesn't know we're talking to him, Steve. And he's, he's like, who? He's, who going going like, he's going like, who's the boss reunion to still call them Angela, Samantha, and Mona? <laughs> hey, you remember when I met Tony Danza and Tony I tried Danza? And now it's our four year anniversary. That's correct. All right, let's go back to Mario. <laughs> okay. You don't want to hear my Tony Danza tape. That's nah, fine. Now we want to move on with the game. <laughs> Sophia. I'll see you around the neighborhood, though, right? Uh, well, you know, you do these types of things. Yeah. <laughs> but can I record you? He's like, no, I, I'm, I'm, I have my phone recording. And I'm like, ah, I'm just so busy. Tony Danza. Mario, we got uh, Sophia Petrillo. Rose Nyland. Patrillo Toes. Leave your wallet One more, at home. Please. Blanche. <laughs> Blanche Devereaux. It's a traveler's oh, chase scam. Me, my friend, Don Ho. Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> Priscilla. Come on, Mario. Uh, Golden Girls. Right. About go. time. Yes. two points. And now I will sing it. Because you stole it. And now we have Mario. With his rendition of the Golden Girls. No, please don't. Go on to the next. When time can come. Incorrect. And you're <laughs> old Don't and you stop. Being, thank you for being <clears throat> afraid. That's, That's Sloan. You're my golden girl. Travel down Go the road, road and back, back again. again. Was it tried and true? Please I don't. I knocked the dust off that pussy. Oh, that, oh I don't wah, think those wah, are the lyrics. Wah, wah. Yep. My right. God, Brian Musikoff. Yeah, oh, I'm so bad at this game. Go ahead. So bad I at everything. My extra no, no, no. I won. For I won last week. I get news for you, Brian. I Musikoff. won last week. You're bad at everything. No. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so bad at bringing you whiskey. Oh. You're a Saint Brian music right, Brian, here you go. I got one for you. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> don't don't George, to me. George Utley. <laughs> New York one got it. newscasters. Got it. George no. Utley. Got it. Yeah, no, okay, go ahead. Larry. Got it. Daryl. I got it. Say got perfect it. strangers, Larry. I don't know. Come on, Daryl. Larry. Daryl. Guy. Wait. Daryl. He's down to he like one point. Missed it already. No, no. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of Larry's. There's a Three's Company. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Larry Dallas. Sure, I yeah. mentioned two Larrys. There's two Larrys right and a Daryl. I don't. This is Larry. Daryl. This is Daryl. There's two Larrys. And his brother. And Darryl. another Daryl. No, it should be two Daryls. You more. Daru. Two Daryls. Daru. Already got it wrong. It's Newhart. Yeah. Right answer is Newhart. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one. Brian Musikoff, New Jersey Jew. I think he like swim in Newhart. Man. <laughs> what's the Jewish, new, what's the Jewish new about River Newhart? Life? I don't know. It's just uh, Bob Newhart. The Newhart River over Bayonne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty very, drunk. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He's very <laughs> tightly wound. It's a bit I, of a nebbish for, for an Anglo-Saxon. Have I ever drawn allegiance with someone <laughs> who's Jewish? Just because they were oh, Jewish? Oh, after the show, you got to hear Musikoff's uh, screeds. What? Hmm. Let's move on with the game. Oh yes, John. All right, doctor. What? Doctor. <laughs> doctor Adam Bricker. Isaac Washington. Uh, uh Washington. Love Boat. Yeah, you got it. Isaac. Yeah, I got it on the Julie Isaac. McCoy. How many? Uh, what I get? You five, get three five points. points. Three points on that. One. Five points. Sing John the song. Sing the songs. For the, the love boat. Soon we'll be loving and making love. The sex floats. We will. Hey, there's Mr. T. Let's have fun. Jimmy Walker's head is in a is in a lifesaver with the blanket <laughs> and pillows and mint on your pillows. Oh yeah. Am I giving him the bonus, Ryan? Does he qualify? He gets it. He sung that faithfully. Yeah. You want to go one more time around? Well, Pat didn't go a second I didn't time. go yet. You didn't go yet? No, no I'm keeping score. Oh, sorry about that. Right now, John has three. Pat has want, two. And Mario I want, I want two. my extra Love. two points for knowing the Golden Girls theme song. Exciting, Exciting and new. Take it easy. <laughs> you on the front row. We're oh. expecting news. I'm in room 212. <laughs> oh, God. I'll see you after the show. Ryan the just waiter spill beer. is bringing my room to your table now. <laughs> the hose bag. <laughs> I'll pretend that I don't know you. <laughs> Small talk. I'll Soon you. I'll be sticking my thing in you. I'll see you. You would court and claim I never know that you. <laughs> oh, broads. <laughs> Exciting and new. The broad boat. <laughs> Funny, so- I never say anything when you guys act like idiots. <laughs> Me and Brian are very quiet. Here. Soon we'll be having that sex with broads. Soon I'm pretending I don't know you. <laughs> Avoid you. <laughs> oh, your friend. <laughs> She's kind of ugly. Get rid of her. <laughs> Tell her you're bored. You're going to go home. 
say that I'll you're born you. and you're gonna go home, Back but I'll behind the dumpster up. at 11 o'clock. Brian, uh, I mean, Pat. Yeah. Right, yes. Pat, here you go, Pat. Here's your final question to take the lead. That's why I got right a on. private cabin. Wait, are you, are you ending my show? <laughs> no, I thought you were going to ask him a question. My game? Come on, well, we got to do Tommy Rockstar news. I got TVs that I shoot bullets true. <laughs> Impress you. The shoe tree. <laughs> it hey, shoots, Pat, ready? It shoots through schools. Sure. Here you go. Ready? Uh, Jackie Burkhart. Jackie. Yeah, all right. Goodfellas. Kitty, One more. Kitty Foreman. I got this. For Designing women? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Red Foreman. Designing Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be a That 70s show. That's right. Uh, <laughs> give Pat two points. This is your bunch and, of Wolfman, oh, and, and, Wolfman and, and, sitting and, and around fetching. What happens to points. I will women. sing the theme song. Here we go. Uh, 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 little big star uh, hanging out down the street. The same old thing we did last week. Hi, <laughs> not a thing to do. You guys I suck. just got turned on Talk to, you. Movie to you. Yeah, that was my life. That show. That it's was a full my four life. fucking points. Smoking <laughs> weed, passing joints around the circle. Want to go around one more time? I I have a question. Pat Wall said designing women. I thought that was the end of the answer. And then he was given a second reprieve to say the 70s show. You were allowed to say a second answer, too. No, no, no. You, no, you said like four answers. <laughs> Those are answers wrong. for comedy I said purposes. One answer. Yeah, exactly. It was a comedic, it was, yeah. was a comedic in its intent, sir. <laughs> are, you, are we really going to argue whether or not I'm yeah. funnier than you? I'm the scorekeeper. I just want to <laughs> keep things on the up and up. Ryan, confirm the point total. Oh, uh, whatever Pat says is right. <laughs> I'm just looking at Car- Carl- Carlin Reed's uh, chat box okay. post of. Ted Cruz in a in a hot tub, <laughs> and it's uh, the uh, love boat guest star mm-hmm. circle, mm-hmm. and and his name is Lucifer in the flesh. <laughs> All right, Pat, you've taken the lead. Thank All right, you. last time around, Mario. The broad budge. Yeah. Soon go. we'll be banging a bunch of broads. Lieutenant. It's hot out. They got no clothes because they forgot a mud hole. We're creating a new generation of guys who treat pros like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> with narcissistic pricks. Here's Frank Sinatra with Fuck them. <laughs> that's his, that was, that was, that was, that was a big top number. Yeah, that was actually, exactly. The song's he, called If They Can't Take a Joke. That's when he moved to RCA. That's when he got Alzheimer's <laughs> and couldn't remember all of his other lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Every song oh, turned. Oh. I know, fuck them. Fuck them. I'm all about me right now. <laughs> oh, they were playing. I was eating. I was at, in Arthur Avenue in the Bronx yesterday, which is the little Arthur Avenue. Mm. In Little Italy, the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, Delicious. I saw that. So I went and I had some Italian food. As you would. And they make this, uh, what's the the uh, pasta, Mario? It looks like maggots. Gnocchi. No, 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 no. The little, little, no, no, the little rice. Little, orzo. Like, like from big, a chili. No, it's or, right. Orzo. Orzo. No, orzo. No, 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 and uh, there was a dead person outside. Nobody paid attention. There was seriously a person like dead on the on the ground. It was probably a welcome person. to the Bronx. And as it was we're probably wa- a dead person underneath your table. As we're walking um, back to the car, there's a gun behind. Colette's like, there's a bunch of people around this person who's dead or almost or dying, 
And Colette's like, is that person around? I go, no. Uh, but it was typical New York fashion. I'm like, we, we, we got to get to the car. Look, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. Is that person okay? Uh, who, who gives a shit? <laughs> Fuck starving. You... She's got I... plenty of help. It's it's over. Let's go. Let's get back to the I car before the meter runs out. You helped many a stranger. <laughs> brutal. So brutal. Yeah, shit. I know about, for a know, fact that life you is tough. many a stranger. Exactly. What the hell? That's not like right you. right on. <laughs> That's not like you, John. You you help many a stranger. Right. Yeah, well, I was I was in the, I was in eating mode. Yeah, well, John John made the right decisions. Mm-hmm. I can't solve the world's problems. <sighs> that person, believe me, I seen some dead people. Yeah, you're gonna wind people. up under the under the pavement, in North or Avenue. She was on the way out. What are, I'm gonna start mm. slapping some broad in the face with the spit all over. Yeah, exactly. There's already enough people helping out. Nine more ones on the way. Let's get to the car. Let's beat the meter. Was Let's she, get the fuck out. Was she an older, exactly. an older really? woman? I don't know. What do you think? I stopped to, uh, you know, fill out this form? Citizen. At a certain point, it becomes voyeurism. There's enough people there. Move exactly. on. What Move you, on. What are you gawking right. at? Let's go. You right. can't do anything. That whole neighborhood's like the right. soup man. Right. Just going to pay and move to the left. But yeah, give me some gnocchi. Goodbye. All right, Ryan. Who? Right. Uh, what the, do we got? The motto of the Bronx is "Mind your business." Right. Right. Pushed. All right, Mary. We're gonna go last time around. Last round. Here, Here we go. go. Detective William Moreland. Uh, I, I got it already. I got it. I got it already. Lieutenant Cedric Fuck, Daniels. Why can't I get this? Uh, it was Hold random. It. Totally Hold random. It. Cedric Daniels. Detective really? Daniels. I want to steal. Moreland. He'll never get it. Is it chips? No. <laughs> Dragnet. Detective Delicious. Thomas Hawk. Mannix. Detective Manix. Lester Freeman. <laughs> McLeod. Oh. Well, the answer is the wire. The wire. Yeah, that's a because good one. I've never fucking, seen it, Jack. As soon as I know you haven't, because that's why you're voting right. for Hillary Clinton, because if you saw the wire, you vote for Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I did vote for Bernie Sanders. Didn't yeah, you see my picture? That's right. I, that's, I right. Think, I think, that's right. I think you took the picture and then asked, uh, crumpled it up and asked for a new ballot. I, I don't think you're allowed to do that. I, I did it undercover. I was like a detective. Like, I hope the federal authorities did not see As soon as you said more than I was like, the bunk. I got it. Yep. Oh, All right. God. Never saw it. The bunk. Next question. <laughs> Don't waste John, my time with that John, trivial. I need to intervene here because I just got a notice from the NHL that a black cat found its way onto the ice <laughs> and marched in front of the Sharks bench prior to game one. Oh, wow. no. Holy shit. Well, this is what happened to the Mets oh, in 78, really? and Why, they lost in, the World Series. Because he's in Brooklyn, he has to be a black cat? Oh, what the fuck? Well, it couldn't have been Prince. No, uh, it's uh, not Brooklyn at all. all uh, pay attention. I'm sorry, I'm off again. Let's all wager all against right, the Sharks. We got Pat next, real quick. Sure. Uh, Maurice Minifield. Love the guy. Ed Chigliak. Okay. Maggie O'Connell. Chigliak, O'Connell, get in here. Doc, huh? Dr. Joel Fleischman. I got it. <sighs> nope. You no, I'm it. out. That would be Northern Exposure. Northern Ex- very good. I like that uh, show. Very good. Great show. Okay. Good memory. Really good show. Yeah, I don't know the character. Go ahead, John. You can sing the song for a point. Northern Exposure <laughs> Give a point. Soon we'll be sailing <laughs> to the northern region Oh, friends <laughs> It's fucking dark like three months of the year And we'll be all quirking And everyone's working for me And it's a thing the guy who was uh, in War Games was in Northern Exposure. <laughs> <All right>. War <laughs> Games! <laughs> Soon Next we'll be launching a nuclear sub. <laughs> Dabney Coleman. We didn't 
know that these games weren't war. <laughs> All right. All right. Defcon 5, 4, 3, 2, two 1. War games. All right, we got two more. Uh, Brian? <laughs> Brian, you need Here's a yours? perfect score. I do. I, know, right. I do. even tie for first place. I do. I suck at Am this. I in the hunt? You are going to go for the win, sir. Wait, Brian, here start again. I couldn't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, All right, baby. here we go. Mer- on, Meredith Le Pen. Got nothing. Go ahead. Agatha Le Pen. Got nothing. <laughs> the swimsuit sc- squad. I got nothing either. I don't nothing. know. Johnny Blue Jeans. Oh, now Ooh, I That got sounds it. kind of familiar. Oh, my God. Are you able to tell me what network it was on? Can Com- I- Comedy <laughs> Central. I'll just okay. throw it at you. All right. God damn it. Sure it wasn't MTV? Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I'm at a loss, as always. Uh, that would I would like to steal um, without ahead. getting any go points. Ahead, go ahead. And that show is um, the the state characters made a, oh, I don't sh- a game show. Right. Based, oh, yeah. based a variety show. Game. You got half the answer already. Uh, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't know. All right, John, you need uh, more. You need more than two points to win. What? What's the name? Pat of has Ryan? four. You have three. It's a. Uh, I have an extra two for singing the Golden Girls uh, theme song. The That's name right. is Viva Variety. <laughs> Viva right. Variety. Right. Right. Knocking the dust. Fuck Michael Lee and Black. That guy is a fucking annoying. What dildo? All right, we got our last right. one. Yes. You have. Two I need. For the, I need. How to many hit. points do you get for a theme song? I sang a theme. Two again. Two? Two more for the theme yes. song, Ryan? Ryan? Two more times. Yeah, uh, you get one more for the theme song. Five, more, and more. John has four. That's where we are with John having one more round. I'm sorry. I got to keep it <laughs> official. So I need two points to win. Two points, like I said. All right, here you go, John. Arthur Carlson. Jennifer Elizabeth Marlowe. Andy Travis. Oh, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Right. Wow. Good good job, John. And that's two. Can, Can you, you sing it? Song. Go ahead and sing it. All right. Have a demon, dab a demon, dab a demon. That's a closing you have credit, to man. Sing these oh, closing credit. Yeah. All right, oh, asshole. I can Got yeah. tired of packing and unpacking. Town to town, up, up and, and down, down the dial. Yeah. Maybe you and me were never meant to be. Or maybe you think of me once in a while. Okay, congratulations. You win. I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati. Assholes. Are we done? Tommy's going to be upset that his news was not done. Sorry, Tommy, I tried. No, you got to do the news, man. Oh, come on. Thanks for playing the game, everybody. Who was a yeah, good game? Yeah, I John win. John is the winner. Raise your chalice, sir. Yes, give me we a chalice. You. Four years of... This is the fourth year of the show two days wow. ago. You guys congratulations, know. Wow. Happy John. anniversary. Happy wow. anniversary. And Next I'm not happy five. about it because we've wasted our lives. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> and... Uh, Mario, quick, quickly, let's do the news. Is Mario. there music or should I just go Yes, the here's the news with Mario. Fresh bullshit from Mario. <laughs> For up-to-the-minute, late-breaking nationwide news coverage, turn on your TV. To listen to a bunch of drunken buffoons goof on shit, listen to Live from the Barrage every Friday at 8 p.m. on Livestream. All right, Mario, what's in the news? I've learned my lessons from Tommy, and I will prepare to do this well for you, Tom. Datelight, Texas. A school district in Austin has decided last month to rename the Robert E. Lee Elementary School and open the nominating process to the public. From what could possibly go wrong? All right, I'm already annoyed. You ready? 
Here's here's Tommy Botstar with the news. And now breaking news with Tommy Botstar. <laughs> I'm Tommy Botstar, and here is the news. <laughs> a Daytron, Ohio man named Mr. Banana Head slipped on a banana and died. <laughs> Our second story is out of Florida, of course. <laughs> a Florida man tried to ride an alligator, but the alligator was having none of it, and he was eaten by the alligator. Sources told TRRN that the ironically named Mr. Crocodile was taken to Alligator Hospital in Tampa, Florida, but he could not be saved. Oh, that's a, a <laughs> what do you think of that story? He's a good oh. newsman. Hey, Tommy, you have anything else for us? Dateline, Chicago. Oh, the pizza still sucks. <laughs> Dateline, Los Angeles. Sources tell TRRN that Axel Rose is a big goof who is way past his prime and also he sucks at music. Oh, at press Tommy. time, Guns and Roses were still total shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Interesting story, Tommy. What else you got for us? Breaking news from the world of politics. Bernie Sanders continues his campaign in spite of him losing the latest primaries, which is partially my fault. I am sorry I forgot to vote for him, but I didn't forget to totes fly all over the country following a bunch of washed-up rockers who are only interested in taking my hard-earned money. Uh -oh. Oops. My bad. Brosef. 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 Tommy Rockstar. It's a pretty concise Tommy, news there. Tommy wow. Bobstar is really... <laughs> and Tommy, what else you got for us? John Hooligan is God. 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 All worship him. John Hooligan is God. So talented. So handsome. John Hooligan is God. How fuck you, Dave Harrison. <laughs> wow. And Tommy Rockstar. Anything else in the news, Tommy Bobstar? And that's the news. And that's the news. And that's the news. And that's the news. And and that's the news, 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 and that's the news. I quit. We couldn't possibly do a better show. All right, Tommy Rodstar, is there anything else? We have four minutes left before Conan Neutron kicks us off the air, Tommy. Welcome to the jungle. We've got fun and games. We got everything you want, honey. We know the names. We are the people that can find whatever you may need if you got the money. Honey, we got your disease. Chorus. In the jungle, welcome to the jungle. Watch it bring you to your knees. Knees, I wanna watch you bleed. Welcome to the jungle. We take it day by day. If you want it, you're gonna bleed. But it's the price you pay. And you're a very sexy girl. That's very hard to please. You can taste the bright lights, but you won't get them for free. In the jungle, welcome to the jungle. Feel my, my, my serpent and I. I'm waiting all night for this. Welcome to the jungle, it gets worse here every day, y'all learn to lie like an animal in the jungle where we play, if you got the hunger for what you see, you'll take it eventually, you can have anything you want, but you better not take it from me. Chorus. And when you're high, you never ever want to come down, yeah. You know where you are, you're in the jungle, baby, you're gonna die in the jungle, welcome to the jungle, watch it bring you to your knees, knees in the jungle, welcome to the jungle, feel my, my... My serpentine in the jungle, welcome to the jungle, watch it bring you to your knees. <laughs> All right, knees in the jungle, welcome to the jungle, watch it bring you to your, it's gonna bring you down H8. <laughs> I would say, like, I would I would sit here and uh, give the sign off and say, we'll see you next week, everybody. But I think I'll let Tommy Bot Botstar do it for us. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Play a Date. Thank you, Bill Janovitz of Buffalo Tom. Thank you, Patrick Walsh. Thank you, Ryan Collis. And thank you, Brian Snooze Ecoff. Thank you, Mario. Thanks to me, Tommy Botstar. Thank you, Chatbox. And we'll see you next week right here on Radio Nope when our guests will be Ramones tour manager Monty Malnick and also Andy Chernoff from The Dictators, both live in the studio snoodling about. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And yeah, 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 great show.
This is Tommy Botstar signing off and until then, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Facebook. He got up and disappeared. Lately, no one's seen him round here. Suburban streets at night are dark. His bedroom town ain't got no heart. Pull up the streets just like a map of Long Island. Many times and daily spread, he disappeared right out of bed. Yeah.